You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. To Axe to Grind. Best hardcore podcast that's ever been laid to tape. We're that's still working. We're working on tape. We're working on half inch. <laughs> yeah, we're working on that. Precisely right. It's Pre- rolling through. Precisely right. Uh, I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom Kellogg. Oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, and this is an exciting episode. You are going to be pumped. But before we get you all uh, juiced up. Juiced up. Yeah. Before we lather you up, let's... Talk about our sponsors. Deathwish Inc. Deathwish Inc. Holy shit. The fucking best fucking mail order in the game. Reliable. You know what? I've been enjoying mail order. Have you seen my little my little Instagram videos? We've seen them. We, we have. I've had friends that go, well, now that Patrick put his entire address out on the internet. I prefer the, um, I prefer his cooking videos so far. Real quick. I just, I watch it now and all I can hear is Bob going, you need more stuff to do. Like, you need more friends. I'm worried about you. <laughs> Like you have like you're like a shut in. You're like I am. I broke my back and I can't do much. So I'm gonna hey check me out opening up this like see a summer 2016 fucking American Apparel shirt. Last night I was gonna go to night court just to get out of the house. Mm. So, so things are, things are a little I got, dim. I live close. If you're that bored, you can always come and hang dim. out. Yeah. I got you know? uh, my shipment of 43 issues of Basketball Digest. No shit. Whoa. That's a good mail order. 1999 <laughs> to 2003. It's good. Wow. Project good projects coming up. <laughs> It's, I think it's a good sign when you get some sort of mail that your friends or your partner look at it and go, what is that? And you explain it and they're like, what is that? Why? Why? That's a good thing, I think. Uh, I mean, the clothes make sense. Clothes make sense. You're very utilitarian. Less so. yeah. You're not about like, oh, I got this new shirt because I liked what it looked like. You're like, if I could walk around naked and that was not frowned upon. If I had a better body, I'd walk around shirtless all fucking day. Outside? All fucking day. 27 degrees right now. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even during the summer, you'd literally just like fucking stroll down Bushwick and be like, I would be like the kids in the neighborhood that wear a shirt uh, on their around their neck, around their shoulders. And yes, not around the, their shoulders, around, not around the torso. Yeah, because I I think shirts are lame as fuck. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a, shirt, a good shirt will get you far. So I'm a good. Yo, I got a fuck. So I'm a, so much of a fan of shirts. There's been times I've gone to bed shirtless. Mm. And I've woken up wearing a shirt. No shit. <laughs> oh, in your sleep. That's some fucking like DL body shame. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's internalized. Yeah, there, I yeah. literally would wake up I'm like, where the fuck did I get this shirt? <laughs> All right, so speaking <laughs> of shirts, <laughs> let's talk about some shirts that you can get from Deathwishing. Certainly, yeah. Uh, if you go to deathwishing.com, enter the promo code. Axe to grind. And you're going to want to spell it out. Uh-huh. Uh, we might we might need to change it up. I've been getting, oh, the spell it out thing. I don't want to. I don't want to cast the spurs. Nah, you, you, do, you don't want to name this person for me because it's going to get real. We yeah, don't want that. It's a. It's our catchphrase, and it works. I, I agree. What What is the Maybe death wishing shirt that awesome. you want? Uh, I like those black on black, but are they still selling those? No. Nah. I got my um, blacks. I'm black on blacks. He got his. Uh, gouge away in my AF. So we. Oh, we, here's the one you need. 
Yes, I was going to say, I I have been straight up filleting bitter end recently. So, uh, get a little a, more today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, I'm going to go with the bitter end one. Do they have the one of the the, the guilty and charge? Guilty charged charge and it's on sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that, I might order it today. And you take 10% off of that. Mm-hmm. Take 10% off the sale price. Are you kidding? Get that shit. What I'm going to tell you is go spend heavy and get the blacklisted G and Flight Black t shirt. It's mm. the one with George jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a classic. cool shirt. Um, I, I think, think I'm going to buy a Jane Doe metal cup. Oh. Ooh. They have a steel mug. Yeah, that's a really okay. nice thing. I like a steel mug. I, National Geographic does one with a carabiner. Oh, this is not yeah. <laughs> so, so Hold that's, on. Before you close that. Uh, so we just listed shit that we all respect, but is a little bit older. Give us, uh, give us something. A new that, one? Yeah, give a us new, something that's a little new. Year. Let's see. I actually was a fan of their Gouge Away shirts. I thought those were mm-hmm. all really nice. Uh, is it the line art? What, what are they? See. What is no, Gouge Away doing for um, merch at the Death Wish store? The the line art. Uh, what do you guys think about an album cover shirt? You like it or don't? Can like be it? classic. It has, to be cool. right. yeah. has to Underdog, be right. Underdog seven inch shirt. Poof, perfect. Yeah, I mean they, that um, is perfect. Actually, they didn't have to do another shirt after that. Nah. They just sold that <laughs> no. at infinitum. Props to them for keeping their shirt selection pretty limited. Now, yeah. they've done some weird color changes, but yeah. some of the yeah. stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Um, something newer. The Gouge Away shirts are really good. I'm just. What do we got in the Super Unison? And it's two X shirts. What do you got in the back in a super unison and a double X? So this is a conversation we've had kind of with everyone. Um, let's do newest, new to old. Stay stay up on the new stuff. Yeah, new gear, new new stuff is good. Don't be too Marie Kondo on that. You know, uh, oh, she's changed the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, Wait till I told Amanda I'm going to do my parody, which is I was like, yo, what if Marie Kondo was Mark Condor? He's just some guy from New Hampshire, and it's a combination of the Marie Kondo and that guys really be living in an apartment like this, where it's just a dude with a chair, Le- and a leather, TV ch- on a leather box. chair, and an Xbox. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah. So, so now y'all who are on this Marie Kondo, that dude did it first. It got recommended. Mar- What's her name? Marie, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. She got recommended to me last night in a professional uh, capacity. It, like I was talking to somebody that I have to do actual business with, and they they said. You know what? While your girlfriend's away, you should watch Marie Kondo. And I said, okay, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to be Mark Loft and just have a ton of shit but everywhere. He, <laughs> Mark Loft. Here's the thing. If, if Get a condo, Loft. Yeah, I, I, right. thank you. I, like yeah, no, thank I, you. Thank you very much. I would never miss one of your things. Yeah, but, I'm but, not really that obtuse. It's pretty easy. You, know, but, you know what? The, the cult leader shirts are really good, and they go along with I like that. Art. Do they have an, art, an album art one? Because that yeah, album art It fits really right cool. in with the album. Yeah. 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 So get that cult leader shirt. Thank you, Deathwish, for being a great sponsor. Marie Kondo was recommended to you professionally. Yeah, well, here's the deal. If if her standard is that you're supposed to experience joy when you touch something, yeah. I don't experience joy from touching things. I don't experience it's, joy Unless it's any. like right. a butt, you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of anything that brings Is it going to be tr- like that? What's the, is that the Museum of Sex that has the inflatable boob? And oh, is yeah. that right? Okay, yeah, yeah maybe. That's, that would, that's, maybe. that's cool. But yeah, like, I got I can't, a friend that works there. We can, no talk, we can take a road trip. Oh, oh I would love yeah. to Let's get him a discount. It's expensive. My friend Zena. Oh, let's do it. So, at any rate, does any physical thing give you joy my playstation 4 okay <laughs> that's that's not a bad answer actually. yeah quite honestly like I, I i don't go like oh this shirt this sweatshirt maybe i wear this a lot you like yeah that yeah but other than that nah like if i went through my closet and was and I had to throw away everything that i wasn't like i'd literally be wearing 
a leeway shirt every day. About That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, you know what? Shoes, but they don't bring me joy. They just bring me comfort. And comfort is nice. I just think joy is a high standard. Joy is a very high standard. I mean, especially when you get to a certain age. Like, as a kid, when you get, like, a new pair of sneakers, you're, like, oh, yeah. looking down at your feet as you yeah. walk in. Now I don't give a shit. No, no I don't. They're not, I, I buy want, the ones that I, I like. Want, I want them to make my feet feel not bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they, you some, want them to look halfway decent. Give me some, uh, uh, what, are, what are they not called? Not even starters. I, yeah, like, I'm you're like, not yeah. a sneaker guy for a basketball dude. I think uh, like, you'd be more like, of a... I like sneakers on the basketball side. Like, I like that. Yeah. But being involved in hardcore and seeing people who don't give a shit about basketball who are like sneakerheads, I'm like... Bothers you a little bit. It doesn't bother me. It just makes me feel weird and makes me go, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you. What, and I, I'll just stay over yeah. here with basketball. What What are the what are the shoes, the, sne- the sneakers that you wear if you're like a bartender or a nurse that are like for oh, your... Oh, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, what are those called? Not like the, Asics. Um, they're, they're for your... Like, they're like Skechers, Archers. Mm-hmm. Archers or so, you know, oh, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. I'm one step from that. I think you're a step from a croc. I am a step from a croc. You would definitely wear. You would walk down Bushwick in Crocs with no shirt on. Absolutely. So you know it would look good with Crocs. Mm. Is the limited edition Triple B X Champion Reverse Weave Hood. One hundred percent Crocs, Tevas, anything. Boom. Boom. You you can wear cool Nikes or Crocs, Mm. and they all looking good with this. Yes. Um, So you're gonna go to TripleBRecords.LimitedRun.com. Enter the promo code. Axe to grind. Oh, sorry, you? but you have to spell it out. <laughs> as, a man, no as, as Amanda no. posited, don't you? You have to. You literally. I mean, what you are you not to. going it's to inherent. do? Yeah. You have to. Spell uh, it. So whoever made that suggestion that they don't like us spelling it out, give us an alternative. I'll hear mm. you out. Mm. I mean, I'll, I'll go A X E P O. I'll actually good. spell it that's out. That's less you pleasant to. for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, well, let's, let's do it. <laughs> well we can <laughs> maybe we get jingly. A X E T O G R I N D. Did you see the way he just got punitive? It was great. Yeah, all right, cool, man. Good. Here we go. He said you wanted to the fucking my buddy Matt that I hung out with last night. He. He donated his car mm. oh, wow. to Cars for Kids. Oh, okay, great. Oh, and the woman wow. goes, so how'd you hear about it? So he goes, come on. <laughs> and she goes, from the jingle, huh? And he's like, of course. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so we'll, I bet they hear that all the time. AFC. Who would just be like, who would know that otherwise? I know, I could sing that song right now. So, that so and Selena and Barnes. If you want to be a part of the rebranding on our uh, promotional push at the beginning of these episodes... You should give us a call at 732-443-3887 and sing a jingle of some sort for us. Oh, wow. If you do a good job, we might have you come on. We might try to get you a better recording of it. A label deal. You're going to get you a one jingle deal with an option, label option. It'll be crazy for I'll go us. as far as this. If it's that good and we're able to use mm-hmm. it, I will buy you a shirt of your choosing. Wow, From nice. the web store of of that choosing. we use. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Either, How's that? Yeah, awesome. no, that's, I like, that's like a... Like I'll buy you a triple nice. B. That's a drive time radio giveaway right there. There you go. Right, respect. We're giving away 500 bucks. Call in, be the 97th caller. <laughs> so the phone number is 732. Two, three, three, no, four, four, seven, three, two, four, four, three, three, eight, eight, seven. Call in with your jingle. A X E T O G R I N D. T O G R I N D. I have a yeah. favorite jingle from upstate New York, mm-hmm. but in 2019, I'm not sure it's not racist. It's the Koto, the Koto experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got kind of like a, it's a got an energy to it. Yeah, I, it's, it, it sticks in your head, but it's, uh, mm. Mm. it's catchy. <laughs> What's today's business? Today's business. And shout out to Triple B Records and everyone go buy that reverse weave 
uh, sweatshirt. They're limited. They're embroidered. Is it, oh, that's the gone. embroidered one. Mm-hmm. I never get the embroidered shit, and then I right, look. At, it's always a. It's a bit. It's a little pricier. It's a little than, pricier. Yeah. That ten percent off helps. But yes. I, I, I look at it and I go, sure. That's like yeah. That's like something that I don't have to look like a weirdo. Yeah, like I have an embroidered, sick of it all, like uh, yeah. polo shirt. Yeah. It's nice. It's it's like, the, is it just the dragon? It's just the dragon on the pocket. That's yeah, real nice. On the pocket. It's pretty nice. <laughs> um, what's reverse weave? I mean, you're, oh, okay. you're yeah, a guy. Reverse weave, it's yeah. a different, it's actually a difference in the fabric and it's yeah. kind of like. Um, softer or is it? Not softer, um, heavier. It's a oh. tighter weave, basically. Oh, that would, okay. Yeah, and yeah. it makes it, uh, I, I recommend it for somebody who has to wear a sweatshirt outside. Like it's good for cutting the wind. Like, oh, no like shit. If, you're, if you're wearing it and you're going to get. You're like in the city, reverse weave feels real nice. Get out of here. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm really nice. Well, maybe, you know, gotta borrow your computer. Mm. We're gonna make a purchase. We're gonna make a purchase. All right. Guess what today is, guys? Oh, shit. Is <laughs> it. Is it. Is it Mosh Madness? It is Mosh Madness. Oh. So, uh, it's heating up, folks. It is. Mm-hmm. He's heating up. Uh, we got oh, some. Nice. We got some real tight matchups today. Uh, some real. Oh, you know what, though? Quick hit. Speaking mm-hmm. of things that we uh, deemed potentially racist, uh, I, we we got I got to the, the uh, memo about the restaurant Yellow Fever that I referenced. Oh, oh yeah, right. I've Be- had a few people talk to me about it because apparently it did make the local Long Beach, you know, wire of hey, pay attention to this. Uh, it is owned by an Asian young woman who I guess in some capacity addressed it and just said I like the name. You know yeah. what I mean? So shout A-D- out to her. I D G A F. Yeah, exactly. And she, she, owned, she owned it. Yeah, she owned it. So shout, shout out to her. Uh, I think I had something there when I was hanging in Long Beach for like six hours, or Half at least decent? I used her seats. I don't mm-hmm. remember. One or the other. Either way. Yeah. Nice use. Thank you. Um, today's Mosh Madness. This will be the second installment. Round we two. already did one. Yeah, this is still, it's like, yeah, part, it's, it's round one, part yeah, two. Right, right, right. And so, so yeah. go, go through the rules real quick. Please. Um, rules suck. Listen to the record. Listen to the other record. Think about it. Decide what you like more. And then, and then. And only then. Go to twitter.com slash axe to grindcast or at axe to grindcast and you'll be able to vote. So um, also I will be posting and I will have done this already for our first episode. I'll be posting a spotify playlist with all the records so you can very conveniently the day before the episode goes up so you can start mm, listening beforehand cool. so do your best listen to them um our votes any, have no bearing our votes have no bearing no. you'll we'll give you our votes but we won't be like oh bob picked a patrick picked b tom picked b b wins no no oh bob picked a patrick picked b tom picked b cool now you go vote right that's um, triple b b b b so um, yeah, this, it's all up to you. So our uh, this is it's just to get you to talking you. about the record, mm-hmm. to get you excited to listen yeah. to the record, and, and uh, it, you know, it, our votes are for academic purposes only. Exactly to hear okay. our input as you guys listen to this podcast. Already, we're we're this is part two of round one. We actually have we'll be recording two of these episodes today. Part three between that that's twenty four records. Gotten some insights, found mm. a couple gems that I like more than I would have. Same. And more so, like, a couple things that are like, damn, I think, a couple good points, we'll say. Interesting. Yeah, so, um, are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
Let's get into it. Should this. I do the, the jump ball sound, the horn, instead oh. of the... Wow. Oh, just for our change <laughs> I, I don't know. No. I don't know. <laughs> I got mixed feelings on that yeah. one. Yeah, like the no. substitution horn? I, I got substitution <laughs> We need um, like a ref whistle, maybe? You know, mm, we'll that might be court. brutal, too. <laughs> okay. Can I put my That's sneakers right. back on and I'll do squeaks on oh, the floor? Oh, yeah, we, we should do floor squeaks. My neighbors yeah, yeah. will love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mosh Madness. This is the second portion of the bracket. Foundation turncoat mm. up against naysayer laid to rest. Ooh. Power trap, power trip, manifest decimation mm. up against backtrack darker half. Mm. Vain error zone versus misery absolute light. <sighs> Nails abandon all life. Oh, God. Up against fire and ice, Holy not shit. of this earth. You guys ready? As, this you, is, as you can tell by my ad libs, I'm like really yeah, pumped. Yeah, you're really pumped up. Yeah. Did you drink three yerbas? Is this your third of the morning? Uh, I'm, I told you about my urine problems. I can't fuck with all really? this yerba. Oh, there's really? a yerba in the, I th- in the fridge for you. That oh, oh, that's kind that, of you. It's so nice. It's, it's a nice a treat. It's a nice treat. I, it just So I'm trying to do every other day because I'm trying to isolate why my piss smells weird, man. Asparagus. No, it's got to be more than that. I only eat an asparagus once a week. Been eating peppers a lot? Uh, maybe. I, I thought it was onions. And then I tried. You eat a lot of I try. I do. I love onions. My girl's away. I'm going hard. Going hard. And I tried to isolate that. And then I think it might be the caffeine. Honestly, the caffeine's a weird thing. It's the thing you. that you I'm trying to isolate. Weird? Yeah. Does it? Huh. Are you making this up? Are it, you doing bro science, or do you actually look this up? No. <laughs> so like, for all wow. the things that he looks up Yo, on Wikipedia, that's this the one is thing he one. doesn't. Yo. There's got to be a YouTube about it. Let me that tell you. you. <laughs> <laughs> what makes my pee smell funny? When I looked up what does what makes my pee smell weird, there's all these. Oh my god. It's what so. Why does my pee smell like? And then if you let that uh, finish, oh, forget it. there's a oh, ton like the of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, predictive Googling. A ton of weird it. shit. And uh, why does my piss smell like coffee? The answer is you've been you drinking drink coffee. coffee. Yeah. Uh, why does my piss smell sour? Uh, well, you. why does my piss smell sweet can be diabetes. Why does my mm. piss smell sour can be a lot of stuff. And why does my piss smell burnt is an interesting Ooh, one. Interesting. But why? Yeah, why is that? That's a UTI. No, mm. sour is UTI. Mm-hmm. Burnt is... Potentially something bad. But, oh yeah, but like I, cancer, cancer. Go, well, go to the hospital now. I yeah, holy fuck. I can't isolate what this weird smell Dude, I'm is. I'm gonna pee in now. I, no, but hold on. I'm here. gonna get down in a, like. Oh, you uh, want to hear a wicked thing someone did to me years ago? Uh, a woman who I was seeing uh, was like, "Oh, do you you spit in the urinal when you go when you pee in the urinal?" I'm like, "No," and she's like, "Oh, that's weird." I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Yeah. So now I spit in the fucking urinal. I mean, I do that here. It was so and weird. I don't know why. I'd, I'd say once every two years, maybe. Yeah, because it don't made me think about it. Because I don't I like think spit. She was fucking around with I don't my like brain. spit. No. Like, it, like boogery spit, like you, like phlegm. Yeah. Oh, oh, when I see it yeah. on the sidewalk, I almost puke. I say, no, get the, shit the fuck away from me. Yeah, I get real nasty. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I don't like it. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not, I'm not a fan. Let me tell you a fun conversation. Uh So more fun than this. This pee thing. I've been following it. I've been following it scientifically, trying to figure it out, whatever. And and one of the options is chlamydia, right? Oh, okay. But I've been with the same woman for a long time now. Mm-hmm. So oh, the shit. other day I call oh. her and I say, have you gotten an STD test? And there's this long pause oh, of wow. 
fucking know. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And like, I was like, Do I need to, you fuck? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> she thought I was giving her like the worst names. Yeah, like, but, there's a growth. But, but I was like, this Look. This is some uh, Diane Lane, Richard Gere, unfaithful mm, shit right yeah, now. Well, Damn, well I was oh, like, Who's I was like, the handsome French guy? Yeah. Olivier. Oh, oh good. Mm, Gerard Depardieu. He's not handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a troll. The other be, guy was handsome. Fuck. But he's too bad. Gerard Depardieu, let's take a look. Look at him. He's not. Oh, yeah. He's not. Current incarnation, he's not killing oh it. But he's probably God. also sixty. I think. Right? He, I think he moved to Russia to avoid taxes. Oh shit! We aren't putting that on anyone, no, no. especially oh God, not yeah, Amelia. Yeah. Good so, God, no. So here's Martinez, maybe. Here's yeah. the thing, handsome fellow. Sounds like he could play baseball. He could. He was a shortstop for the uh, Expos. Kenny Bunkport Mets. Yes. Uh, it was funny listening to my girlfriend because. <coughs> she, fucking no is a good answer. She thinks it's lame that I don't like actively kind of flirt with other women. Yeah, huh? But she would be pretty irate if I gave her an STD. From you know what I mean? So it's a very fine line. <laughs> it's a pretty fine line. Up to it. It's a, interesting that you don't see the big discrepancy between them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you can't be like, thanks. <laughs> let me tell you. And to be like, hey, let me tell what you about honestly. This? So Amelia, like, you know, it's okay if you're kind of like flirty or suggestive with other women and then you come home with an STD and you're like, you told me to flirt. <laughs> this is what I do. Like, <laughs> this is the line. She's European, so she thinks that shit is sexy or whatever. Of course. But like, the other day, a woman tried flirting with me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I tried flirting with her. You sent her a picture of, like, Green Arrow. No, that's the thing. She, she, asked, she asked for a photo, and I had the weirdest, most visceral reaction. I didn't say this to her, but in my head, I was like, that's for my baby. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that's not for uh, you. Like, oh, did you like, say that to her? No, but I just... That could have actually been sexy. I, that dropped, it, been I dropped the conversation, because I'm not sending anybody a fucking photo. That, but like, I have a question That's for, for my baby. How dare you? The, yeah. <laughs> that's how that's what I wanted to be like. I, I think the tweet, like. return tweet, that's for my baby, dot, 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 and like uh, the double it. pink hearts. <laughs> right. It's just enough. It keeps it moving. I think Amelia would have appreciated that. Maybe. Maybe. You got but, just the line, mm, but you. No yeah. chlamydia. Yeah. No, <laughs> no chlamydia. So we're pretty sure you're chlamydia free. I mean, if. 80%. Our, oh my God. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Well, if our son. Thousands of people here. Welcome, welcome to Mosh Madness. <laughs> I mean, if I've had it, I've had it for fucking like three and a half years. Does you know it lie what I'm dormant? Like, maybe. Are we doing the episode of The Office where dude calls all his formers and is yeah, like, maybe. hey, do you, did you have <laughs> chlamydia three years ago? <laughs> well, uh, neither. Amelia nor I have displayed any symptoms. I think she's gotten tested more recently than than I have, but we've been together for so long. It hasn't really fucking been... Uh, I'll hook you up. I, you know what? I got you a clinic. We can say it. I was getting... I was giving semen... Whoa. Remember when I was selling semen? No. Oh, well, I was selling semen right. during that time. <laughs> so remember? actually, I'm fairly certain that I am... Could cl- you have given yourself chlamydia? I, like you didn't wash your hands? I don't know. Is that possible? I well, I I heard it's one of those things where um, if you instead of buying shred dye, you cut it with with scissors, mm. you get chlamydia. I think actually. it's like I think it's like the Babadook if you think about it too much. Yeah, but yeah, the, true. the uh, it's like it follows. <laughs> yes. Literally. Anyway, for our listeners, I'll confirm within weeks, but ninety nine percent chlamydia free. We'll confirm it in the notes on this. Ninety nine percent. There's so, that one percent you still have it. Yeah. Moss madness. Have, yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll get foundation turncoat. Let's go into it. Okay. From chlamydia to foundation turncoat. Uh, What's catchier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, their, their best effort. I don't care what anybody says. 100%. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I didn't want to have to argue the pedantic. No, no. I mean, I do enjoy all their music, but I feel like this is their, like, this is the perfect ending. Yes. 
Best recording they've had. By a million miles. Uh, the songs are fucking hard, man. Songs are hard and heavy. Yes. Yeah. Would you guys... Is this metalcore? No. You think it's metallic hardcore? I do. Yes. Has some true metalcore, like... It's a lot more metalcore than their previous X. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I would still put it in... Like, when did Integrity become something other I than... I don't think it sounds very much... I, it's yeah. hard. Integrity has such a specific sound. I don't use metalcore in a pejorative sense, and that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Like here. Uh, it might be metalcore. I think it might be metalcore. There's a lot of... that they didn't have before. They're a little bit like... It's their heaviest record by far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When is the this, smoke clears, was a little bit more hardcore uh-huh. than I this. think this is more like... Is this more metalcore sounding than something like Buried Alive? It might be. Ah. Uh, could I don't be. know. To me, to me, to my ears, I hear plenty mosh. You know, what I mean, plenty uh-huh. mosh. But if if I had to split hairs between the mosh and the metalcore on this, I would say this is this leans closer to like heavy mosh. There's a lot of like yeah, like if you put like like the guy from like Disturbed over you might be like, oh really. Okay. This is more it's not that new. I'm no, joking. but please no, no, don't no. kill me. Found it. I love this record, but it's it's definitely a step beyond their you like where they were at even with when the smoke clears. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like yeah. it's not. I don't know that even had they kept going that they would have gotten more so than this. No, you I don't think I mean? so. No, but like the step past this is is uh, uh, California. Uh, this is first blood. First, first blood. blood. <laughs> well, I think it's first blood, or then it leans more into a smarter uh, metalcore thing. Yeah. Like it goes more nine, it might that go more until your heart step. stops. That would be a bigger step. No, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, there is chunkiness. Uh, Thomas's vocals are really harsh on yeah. this. Yeah, so very, harsh and 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 gruffer. Yeah, and, yeah like, ooh, you know. Yeah. Than on previous efforts, I have a weird thing with Foundation. Like I, I think one, I respect them. I think they were a superior live band. Like yeah. uh, when we were on that tour with them, they were fantastic yeah. every night. Like, yeah, dude, we're we're opening for opening for Half Heart on Half Heart's final tour, and still put it on, and still have yeah. people who were at those shows to see them. Yeah, they were not, they were not like, hey, we're all, we're just along for the ride. They were no, like, no, carrying. no, their yeah. sets. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's like it's one of those situations where what's your favorite Foundation record, Bob? Oh, the Never Stops Raining seven inch. That one that like yeah, they yeah. don't almost don't acknowledge. Not in some dick way. No, but, it's like, but they have so much material. It's a weird, yeah. and it's their most like, it sort of sounds like a new age record. Yeah. It's like, and I like it a lot. But um, this record, hard, lots of mosh, clean, like I said, his vocals are really chunky, blocky, yeah. kind of gruff, but you can still understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's super, super upfront, which we're going to, this is going to be a, a real topic on this episode because there's such disparate recordings that we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. If your production is butt, your vocalist being super upfront is brutal. Really? Yeah, it uh, makes it very, very obvious. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like her talent. If you put it into the mix, yeah. yeah. But this, uh, this is a, a heavy, big, big-ish sounding record where I think him up front is totally appropriate and it worked for me. I thought he was up front, but I didn't feel like in the mix it felt apart from the music. No, though. no. But I, I thought did, it, I think they. I've thought the production on this is probably their best production. Yeah, oh, this this actually, they recorded with. Dude from Weekend Nacho, is that possible? Andy Nelson? Very, very, no, possible. very possible. Is that the, yeah. They flew up to Chicago. They did in Chicago. Then very likely, yeah. Um, but I feel like this record was the first one to really capture what they sounded like live. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take. Right? I mean, his voice is like harsh yes. as fuck. Yes. But I yeah, feel like true. this is like 
Oh, this is what they sound like live, but just cleaner, like clearer because it's. This is my word. Vocalists, even if you're significantly better than me, which is not that big a fucking bar, <laughs> even if you are significantly better than me, take the fucking time. Spend another fucking 300 for a day in that studio, whatever. Yeah. Just. If your vocals are not good, yeah. 90% of people are going to fall off there. They're not going to look past That's that to very see true. what the instruments are doing. You, This is like a real thing, right? And like we're that, probably going to hit a record where we talk about that in the, the flip. So it, so vocalists, in, particularly in hardcore, we don't want to acknowledge that we are the, the marquee thing, right? Because it makes us feel like pieces of shit. It makes us feel like self-involved assholes, mm-hmm. right? But like... For many, many listeners, you may not be the most important, but you are the tip of the spear. And you're the tip right. of the spear. Look at the photos. Look at do the go to a band photo site. And I know photographers are conscious of this and try not to. You're taking pictures of a band. If it's if it's a fifty percent singer, fifty percent rest of the band, you're probably doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's an effort because this is there's a reason you're called the front person. You know? Right. So right. And if your singer sucks, it's pretty. You, it's you, your band's gonna have a tough time. Rough. And I think Thomas Singer is always a drummer. Been, yeah, yep. And that's really it. The guitar yep. player, you, you don't realize your guitar player sucks first listen. No, I, well, live, uh, there's yeah. guitar players I've seen that are punching their instruments that you're just like, oh, this is quite good. Cool. Yeah. His name is Doyle. <laughs> that's what I Doyle still from need the to get that does. goddamn misfits. <laughs> he just looks like he's punching himself in the deck. He ain't playing that. No, I, the guy in the in the shadows doing everything is yeah. the guy who's playing the music. God, I wish I had a guy in the and shadows. Doyle's just punching himself in the deck. God, I wish I was punching myself in the But day. yeah, I think um, having played and seen their last show, the song Devotion 3 from this record ah, is the most yeah, epic. And that's the so best they song. did that's the Devotion 1, 2, and 3 to mm-hmm. end the set. That's, that's awesome. the whole. And like just the, the lyrics to it and everything, it, mm-hmm. it was one of the most like um, intense kind of endings to a band I've ever seen. Um, they had the whole like stage. Your boy, um, Tim, mm-hmm. like kind of did oh, up yeah. the stage. Yep. And there were like flowers. It was like, you know, it had like a really yeah. cool vibe. And like people were just like throwing like flowers into the crowd as it was like the big like build up. It was super fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got Brian DC. No, Mike, Mike DC. DC. Mike DC. Um, on it. And it's awesome. Uh, my standout track was Devotion 3. Yeah. I also said the song Silence Above, Quiet Below. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my standout track. Yeah, I thought that was actually quite good. Um, I liked the tempo changes in that yeah. song. Uh as we go through this whole, this round and the next part of this, man, since 2010, we've been stuck in a couple of mid-tempo and a lot of this stuff. So when, when we've gotten some stuff that deviates, it feels really fresh. Um, and the foundation stuff, The what else did I say, Lyric? Uh, I really like it when it speeds up. I think the bass sound is pretty murky mm. and kind of gravelly, but it works for this because everything else, I really, I thought the production on this was super tasteful. So they have a, gr- they were a great band of musicians. Yes. Mm. Champ is, is a great drummer. Yep. Andrew and Hank are both fucking great. Yep. Um, singer from abuse of power at this point they weren't the bass player oh, yeah. in this band. at this yeah. point they weren't trying to show off caleb caleb yeah they, they weren't trying to show no off, no no so. but like you could tell they but they can so play fucking i don't solid. and i don't they think i think this is where they finally nailed their record yeah right well, you know what sure. i mean yep. i think they nailed it and it's a nice way to go out and it would have been curious to see it would have been interesting to see what they would have done on another record after this yeah you know mm-hmm. but uh but it seems like they went out on top yeah and this record actually came out as they were doing their like hey 
we're breaking up. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. So. Yeah. Okay. Who are, um, who are they up against? And this came out on Jock Records? That came right. out on Jock, and this came out in 2015. I got the years for everything. Cool. Nice. Yes, because the last show was 2016. Yep. yep. Um, Naysayer, Laid to Rest, released in 2011 on Reaper Records. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I have maybe a hot take. Mm. I think that for everything that makes... Uh, uh, hold, uh, on, th- hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let's get to the hot take in a second. Mm. I uh, was shared a photo of the Misfits from the 95-96 tryouts. Oh, so when Michael Graves was trying to get in? Well, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't Michael Graves. There was other people trying out mm. to be in the band. I'm going to show you guys now a photo of um, Doyle and Jerry Sands. without... Makeup. Oh, on. we're finally seeing. Have, you've never seen neither of you guys. No, no, you've been you've been teasing it for like three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> They're the guys on the outside. Yeah, of course. They're the built guys. Uh, the one wearing guys. the Apex starter uh, yep. Giants jacket and the guy wearing sweatpants on the other side. Uh, respect to this look. Of that, take a minute with that. Of though. that crew, those are the dudes I'd hang with. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What did we expect? They look like Hans and Franz. That's Doyle. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no. I think that's Jerry. No, that's Doyle, I think. Jerry's Doyle? this guy. Yeah, that's Jerry. Oh, my God. Well, Doyle sort of looks... I'm sorry. Yeah. No, uh, looks please. like... Kind of like Timmy Chunks. A little, yeah. And... Both wow, of Jerry them, only looks like the dude that like builds the stage for the play. Both 100%. of them look like they should be working at your local soap supermarket. Yeah, I mean they work in like a not as managers, a, like no. an iron shop or something. That is fought. so that makes sense. Yeah, they, like they, really? yeah, like they I didn't know that. um in Lodi, like they have like a it's like a machine shop or something. Yeah. Wow. that's like well, I mean I don't know if that's their gig anymore. God knows what they're making, mm-hmm. like for these shows. I mean, you can do the shows and still work at a machine shop in Lodi. I mean, you I'd, could. I'd double do you my, want to? I'd double. Listen. How much do you think they make for an arena? How the arena can, show. A uh, million bucks, maybe? Mm. How many can you do, though? They play in Chicago in April. They've done. How many have they done? Four? Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, they did Denver, Chicago. Denver, Riot Chicago. Fest, LA, LA. Vegas. Vegas. And Jersey. New York. Yep. So five. And then Chicago will be six. Mm hmm. I'd, see, that's, that's just, probably six million dollars. Yeah, but it, mm, I don't know. I'd say that's pat- Danzig probably gets about three million of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily. You think? I think yeah. that the reason that this didn't happen for so long isn't animosity or any nonsense like that. It's, it's bro- financial dealings. I mean, if you ask across me, the board, though, if, yes, just exactly. This. If yeah. you ask me the deal, these are purely financial, and that those guys are communicating in a way you would with someone you play rec league softball with, more yep. so than friends. Like, oh, like no doubt. Yeah, you and Jim get along fine, but you yeah. show up, you play. All right. See you later. You guys want to go get a drink? No, good. we're good. See ya. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, I got to get home to my Yeah, girl. the breakdown. Mm-hmm. I've heard some stuff. It's it's interesting. Man, I, hardcore bands would, well, no. I was going to say hardcore bands would break up immediately, but I think other <laughs> hardcore bands have actually done this too. Like there's a singer and the guitar player that's like pretty famous and the other guy's like, you take half. You take a quarter. Here's my. Yeah. Here's. We're, we're going to take half each and or we're going to take 40% each and you guys are going to divvy up the 20% right, of the yes. rest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Two two things I got to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I don't 
as noted here, I don't enjoy the misfits on any level, nor do I follow some of the fuckery. So I, I don't know anything about fuckery. what I know. A lot of fuckery. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I've filled my life with not, not enjoying Thank you, the, Andy for the photo, not enjoying the Cro-Mags that much, but enjoying the fuckery. I've got enough fuckery. Let's look, but here's my point. Hybrid moments. You guys might know more than if you want to scream, might scream know with me. more inside baseball stuff than I do. Sure. So let me just be ignorant for a second. Do you think the deal got more equitable or less equitable to make this happen? Like between the band members? Yes. I bet you one of them got more than... Because I'm guessing it got more equitable to make this happen. I don't think so. You know what? I'm thinking about it. No, because Danzig is like... I think it was just... It it doesn't happen without If you want this, here's what I need. But I think that's what it was... Here's my speculation. I think that's what it was for many years. I think it's... And I think that... You think re- he got sentimental? I no. I think he got broker than he'd like to be. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm. And because look, when you oh, okay, like he, an accountant came to him and said, "Hey, man, if you do this, if we even drop it to, to this percentage over this percentage, we're going to be feeling good. We're going to keep the house." Yeah, like oh. I, 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 I think Danzig sold a lot of records. Man. Danzig sold a lot of records, but you don't know what people do with their money in the meantime. He buys cat food. If Nick, yeah, man. <laughs> And groceries for bands on tour. Yeah, he buys Riley's food Listen, on tour. It's amazing. If Nick Cage can go broke, anybody can go broke. Yeah, but he bought like a fucking mansion in New Orleans and shit. Danzig's buying a lot of cat food. I don't know. I'm just saying. My guess is that there was a line in the sand that was drawn Mm -hmm. uh, some years ago. Yeah, definitely. That line was looked at with hate and animosity. And so the line was like, oh, yeah, fine. Make it this. Oh, I want 60. Oh, you're going to be a pain in the ass about it? Make it 65. Right. That's what I need to even deal with being in the room with you. Time passes. Time passes. Hey, how about it? Who's got kids? We can do 60. Kids need braces. We can do 60. But you got to remember, the other dudes from the Misfits also have been in a touring act that's probably creamed more money than they should have. Oh my God. I mean, the merchandise, all that shit. And they get some writing credits. So there's there's not, uh, there might be some broke, Brokenness going I, here. I, just, I, I but but it's purely speculative. I, I, I mean, think, it's so contingent on Danzig pl- agreeing mm-hmm. to do it. There's no way he's gonna be like, let's be fair about these sorts of things. Could Jerry only and Doyle can go t- tour and play maybe Irving Plaza. Yeah, they've but, done but, it with but, everyone. But let so me, if you wanted to see them, you got to see them. Yeah. But seeing them with Danzig, they knew he he had all the power in that role because he was the For single sure. fit. Did and there's something to, there's something to be read into. By the billing of the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original Misfits with Glenn and Jerry. Also, Doyle Von Frank. There's a lot to that. Yeah, no. There's look, a lot of negotiation. I, that went I'm not that. suggesting for a second that it is that it is actually equitable. I'm just I'm guessing that we have listeners. I'm not in this experience, but we have listeners on the other side of 45. And when you talk to some of them, like. There's no amount of money that feels good for retirement. Do you know Absolutely. what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like some of yeah. these dudes might be like, look, are you doing fine? Are things good? Yeah, they're good. But like maybe just this is hypothetical. I don't wish this on anybody. Maybe you find out your nephew's got some something yeah, yeah, yeah. something serious. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? Like and, and things just the, become There's a new need for for liquid. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But I mean, Danzig still tours and still plays pretty big rooms. So, so my, my how long can you do it though? These Dude, men he's been are doing old. it for thirty years. I know, but it's time to. This might be it. Do you have the juice? Axe to grind podcast at gmail.com. We'll keep it quiet. Yeah, 
Naysayer laid to rest. Okay. 2011. Yes. Sorry for the... Does somebody want to segue? That's what, every, that's what you're here for. Thank you. I'm going to get my analogy and Would somebody like to explain what this record is before I come in with my fucking blazing hot take? I mean, it's like a heavy hardcore record, but it's a hardcore record. Yeah, it's um, Naysayer, Richmond Band. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this sounds like a heavier down to nothing. I can hear um, that. Definitely has a lot of those pieces. What I'll talk about before Patrick gets in is it has modern hardcore sound pretty pretty mm. much. A little on the crunchy side with respect for the classic hardcore sound. Yes. Um, this record, to me, highlights the importance of No Warning, Ill Blood, and Terror, Lowest Low. No question. Sure. Because of the modern hardcore sound. This is one of those big points that I was going to make. Okay. We are going to talk about 64 records. I would posit that Mm, 30 of them owe some level of debt to those two records in some way, whether they're conscious of it or not, which is crazy to say because when it comes down to modern hardcore production, and we'll talk about it in a couple records with a little band named Backtrack, yeah. Oh, yeah. there might be pulling other influences, but it's strained through those. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, you know, Pat and I were talking about this. This record reminds me a lot of Down to Nothing, which makes sense. Localized, Down to Nothing might not get enough uh, note for their influence on a lot of modern hardcore. So this record, cool. Uh, my standout track was the song DJD. I don't know. Uh, the, gro- the vocals were gruff. Yes. Um, not as gruff as like Thomas, but no, in that lane. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But there was on my first listen, I was like, eh, these are they're fine. They're like hardcore vocals. Second listen, and then when I went back on a few tracks for like a third listen, I was like, oh, okay, he's got more depth here, and there's like some personality going on that I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, sorry, Jenna. Um, so I, I thought this was a uh, a cool listen. Yeah. I have never given this band a deep listen before this. I mean, I've seen them a bunch. It's weird. It's like, I feel like maybe it's post-2010, but like you're saying, so many of these bands, like this is... Not a metalcore band. This isn't like this is a straight up hardcore band, but it's it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like while like the classic hardcore bands are not heavy, right? You right. know what I'm saying? Like yep. it's well, it's almost like when AF became heavy. I think Bob's like, gonna kinda. hammer on on the speed of things uh, again before this podcast is yes, over. Uh, and, and I think that that is such a fucking divide between because we I had the same response. Yeah. Oh, this is a hardcore record versus a lot of what we uh, like the sub fucking right. Yeah. Uh, but that's revisionism on my part because it's certainly not the f- first five records I got into in hardcore that were or the first twenty years that were much yes exactly yeah, that, first, exactly so, so listening exactly. to this and then yeah. listening to a couple other records I I was like oh this one specifically I was like oh vocally this guy and it's not Nace but I was like vocally does this remind me of Roger a little bit yeah a little bit but not not classic era AF maybe later when things got a little heavier let me listen to one voice. Yo, one voice sounds like a punk record compared to the heavy that we listen to. Correct. Yeah. When you listen to it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because that to me is my jumping off point. I'm like, "And eh, when they do one voice, eh. I listen yeah. to it. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have to listen yeah. to it again because it sounds a lot. It's a lot faster with a lot more of like a classic fast punk beat. Yeah, than oh yeah. a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff that we're listening to right now. Yeah, right. Uh, the, look, I unless I know them in other capacities, I don't think I know the dudes and naysayers. Sure. So I'm just. Mm-hmm. Take me with a grain of salt, fellas, because this is going to sound like a the wor- most backhanded compliment in the world. This is hella amateur. 
And I think that that is a huge part of the charm for a lot of the people that connected with this. This is not as professionally done as a lot of the records that Mm -hmm. we're listening to today. Do you mean in production or everything? Everything. Yep. And production certainly which isn't to say when you're using the term amateur and so we since we have the nuance I think, I think they'd cop yeah. to it I, th- but I, I think, think they'd but say I think, we were kids but, but, but there, here's the part amateur sounds like a dick for yeah. sure or that's like, why hey, I this said not please good. guys but amateur can also be like yo when you listen to a lot of classic hardcore minor threat dudes are that's amateur you know what I mean you, you know what though maybe minor threat's a bad right, one to use yeah, but yeah, a lot of early yeah, hardcore sure. a lot of hardcore a lot in of general stuff we fucking love yo victim in pain could be seen as quote unquote amateur yeah, you know what I mean tied down yeah. right a lot yeah. so like so actually for our listeners uh, our hate listeners who think that we have too much of a leaning towards pro core sort of stuff let me be clear or that you're an indie rock band guy who has weird opinions on hardcore is that what they say mm. have I finally graduated to indie you're rock not, you're an indie rock guy I mean, finally yeah. you're a guy from an indie rock band I need I the that. fucking money thank Shout you you are Michael. a guy from an indie rock Jesus, band thank you're like you. Julian Casablanca the time we're talking about a lot of handsome men today I like uh, that alright so, is he handsome I don't know but the, the, the Olivier I looked at that guy The he's really good yeah you can't look him directly in the eye it's just uh, Julian Cosmo, really? People loved him. I don't know if it's he's a I didn't think so. Yeah. I didn't really think. Yeah. I think he's the son of a model, right? So like, is. It's a, or someone who like was involved in like elite modeling, or the owner of elite models and a model. Mm. Are his that doesn't folks. Know, you know what though? That doesn't always it doesn't always translate. No, like it's true. If you know that's a good-looking couple, usually the kid's not that cute. Uh, that's true. It goes both ways. They it could goes go both either way. Yeah. Right. But then you get two people that are like, "Oh my God, you'd make Ray Charles flinch." They have a cool-looking kid. Yep. Yep. I don't know. This is like so one, amateur. You're not saying that in a diss way. I was going to say Derek Jeter's parents. It's like the meanest thing. But whenever they come mm. on TV, people always go, "Damn, right? They, like, how did you have that? They they made Derek Jeter. Mm. You know what I mean? But mm. go on. He's a bar amateur. Rate. You don't say that as a pure diss. You're saying it like no. I some think of the charms straight up. I think for a lot of people, what I mean by amateur is, and this might help people that that uh, think we have a quote unquote pro core leaning. This is just decidedly not pro core. You know what I mean? Like this is, is like, there a pro, do we have people that think we have pro core? The, for the people that are like into straight up, like basement, shows? basement forgettable stuff. That oh yeah. Like, Cause we talk about that shit a lot more. Yeah. Right. We talk about, yeah. So like, we're more likely to talk about turnstile than we are a band that is going to break up in two weeks. Creaturas. And, and to some people, and to some, <laughs> and to some people, they prefer to talk about the basement stuff, which I could see, I could take umbrage with it, but if that's your interest, that's just your interest. If it you're is. into the basement stuff, uh, yeah. hit us with more of it because we're, trying to sneak some of that stuff into the, the pro core audience here. So there you go. Uh, but here's my point. Or just go I mean, sit on a pole. Who cares? If yeah. I, you know, for being honest, I can tell you how many t- people hit me up about the here's collective. Mm-hmm. Same one that, the, that they hadn't heard they, about. They hadn't heard about it. Yeah. And now everyone's like, dude, this fucking, this is awesome. I'm yeah. like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I, th- I think we so turn we people on to, to some of the basement stuff for sure. But like, we're I, not, I mean, I'm not going to a basement show every fucking Saturday, so I can't really tell you. I also just think it's hard to keep up with the stuff that is kind of intentionally breaks up. You know, mm-hmm. but anyway, point okay. is, naysayer. point is, yes, naysayer, sorry. Uh, have, who have not broken up? The, who have, is that true? Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're no, they still do. The I thing. mean, here and there, but I think lot, they just, yeah. I think they throttled back. There, I, there was a point where I think this band did more touring, yes. certainly than they do now. Yes, but, but kind of a regional thing always, right? Like they were. It, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was, there was, they, they. I wouldn't say they owned Richmond, but they dominated right. a lot of yeah. stuff right. like that. Okay, so. Uh, Which is something we call for. You know what I mean? We call for local. If you can do local, if you can do local in a way that is not dickheaded, do local. Like, like own your town. That's cool. You know what I mean? I never had that experience. Fuck you You all. But, but the point is, the uh, 
this is just they might have aspired to be more professional than they than they were on this record but right, right. this is a rough sounding very young sounding again amateur not as a diss amateur maybe as the appeal sounding record i didn't hear that oh really i thought i thought the- i mean i didn't think it was like you know pro core necessarily but i didn't think i wasn't i didn't listen to it and be like oh these dudes like i, I thought they i thought they sounded 18 I don't know how old they were, but I thought I don't they sounded think so. I don't know. Like, I feel like Richmond's going to be rough for me next time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ivy's going to have to protect you because you're a deep shit. Yeah. Um, no, I think like it sounds like a fucking hardcore record. I don't think it sounds like I didn't hear it and be like, oh, oh, these dudes like give them a couple of years, they'll figure um, it out. That was my first thought. You had a comp musically to it. Was it? Did you say? Oh no, that was for down. Oh, okay, it's different. Yeah. Well, but I think but it's comparable. Yeah. How like buried alive. They're a hardcore band, mm-hmm. but they're heavier than they have your, a little bit of crunchier stuff yeah. that, than your standard hardcore band. Sure. And I, I don't know who were like Bob's like our historic. Like who would, would you? Who would be the comp to Buried Alive? Like the band that's like, I mean, you guys are you're not a metalcore band. You're a hardcore band, but you're like you're heavier than youth you're today. The, you're, oh, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? Going I, back, I don't think that that even like, are didn't they really one of the exist. Early ones? No, there for modern sound, sure yeah. because. Because then you go into some of the like, I mean, like the new age stuff was like decidedly hardcore. Like, I, I, no, yeah, you like know, you want you want a good compass to think about like what was going on in the late '80s in California, and even into the early '90s, and then listen to Chorus of Disapproval, where sure. it's got a little bit more like heavier low end. Sure, where it's like dun 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 dun. No, that makes dun, sense. Dun. Yeah, but it's not. I think Buried Alive is where you get some more of the crunchiness, where it's like. Oh, you're taking clearly metal guitar parts and putting it to this, but like to me, this is a very post-terror hardcore band. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, they were where so you can tell this is a band yeah. who like I don't know the guy, guys in Naysayer very well, but I believe they're all about my age, mm. so oh, about okay. in our age range. And I think that that's one of the things. Like, yeah, like yeah, these dudes probably really fucked with Castaside and really fucked with Hatebreed and right, really fucked with I mean, Terror. Castaside was their local hero mm-hmm. band, yeah, of course. Yeah, makes so, sense. so I think there's a lot of that um, that bleeds in, but also a nod to a more traditional hardcore sound. Like these yeah. guys fit best on United Blood than any other fest. But you know, this is the band who can play the heavier years or a heavy day on this is hardcore, but also play Sound and Fury. Right. Yep. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I think the standout track. And what you're saying, like amateur, does sound like a, a, a mean word, but we're yeah. not using it as a mean word. I'm I'm saying for a lot of people, that's yeah. the fucking thrill here. I think there's some. I think that what it's being said is there's a, a youthful energy that some of the lyrical content and the way they play with stuff is more akin to older hardcore stuff than other sounds that are equally heavy or mm. hard. You know what I mean? That there's like group backups and like sing along yeah. parts that feel young and. That's kind of a cool thing to hear with a band that's this heavy. They don't go purely dark all the time. Right. right. So, between those two records, Foundation Turncoat and Naysayer Laid to Rest. Oh, Foundation. 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 Uh, on the strength of the song Silence Above, Quiet Below, because I thought it showcased everything they can do. The Naysayer song, that DJD, really kind of stood out. I think mm. that's a cool song, and I, I was... I will go back to that naysayer record having not really been a band uh, I listened to before. So cool. Next round, Power Trip, Manifest Decimation versus Backtrack, Darker Half. Which one do we want to start with? Uh, we can do, uh, let's do them in order. Uh, okay. I, so Power Trip, the, the most recent record, what's it called? 
uh, Nightmare Logic. Nightmare Logic. Okay. I really thought that that's where they grabbed me, right? Yep. And prior to that, everybody had big up them for years, mm-hmm. uh, and it was the thing I was supposed to care about, and it just didn't connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same, Ni- <laughs> Nightmare Logic, I think, is where the songs really started to be memorable. Uh, but, I thought that too. But the playing, of course, before that was great. And uh, this, there's nothing, let me put it like this. This is a, I'm, I'm sneak dissing everybody. Pardon me, yeah, Riley. Serious. There's nothing wrong with this record. This is a good record. I simply, I cannot help but compare it to a record that, I, that they've since put out that I think is their peak so far. So, Strong Record has all of the elements that would be that showcase and definitely it is this is the midway point right like they're this is between kind of their nascent like figuring it out figuring it out Mm -hmm. this is when they hit their stride but i think that and i hope they peak again uh but their most recent this is on the this is the start to the ascension yes exactly so it's good not great i think there's a song that there there is a self a, a, Self-titled, a song, the song a, Power Trip, yeah. The song Power Trip is quite good. Yep. And and there's two other good, good songs on this yep. record. Uh, but I don't feel that they came into their memorable... And look, this is a thing. I understand not everybody feels this way. Our grind fans definitely do not fucking uh-huh. feel this way. I like to be able to hum something. You know what I mean? So, so like... The song, the album after this has the tracks that stick in your head I agree that, that you play over and over. This one does not as much. I actually think I love this record. Oh, yeah. All right, go in. I'm I, I'm not an early Power Trip adopter, but I was, you know, I I thought this this reminded me more of like best like more of Best Wishes, kind of like a hardcore record than mm. Nightmare Logic was a lot more professional. It was more of like a thrash yeah. record as compared. Mm. It wasn't that much of a, a difference from from mm-hmm. from this record. Recording got better and all that sort of stuff, but I think like I, I, that song "Hammer of Doubt" is awesome. That is that's so the last yeah. song. Can we talk about that for one second? Yeah, it opens with is it Matthew McConaughey or it's someone with a crazy Texas accent? Yeah, I think it is him talking about. He's it. like, I'm from Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't play like now. Whatever he says, it's fucking so good. I mean, there's a lot. And of it's the last honest. song on the record, and it's a fucking banger. Yeah, I think this record's really, really, really good, and it's hard. I mean, think about it in in at its time. It's of course you can go back and be like, it's not Nightmare Logic. Well, of course not. Right. I mean, that's hard to see, you know what I mean. Like this I know, record I, back. This in, record came out twenty thirteen. Really? Coming up on six years ago. They've only been a band for ten. Mm-hmm. Ah. Or this will be eleven in twenty nineteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I don't know. Um, I think it's. It, it's almost unfair to look back at them. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to take it as its own thing. I just really Nightmare Logic was the one that really connected with me, so I'm having a hard time. But but uh, Nightmare Logic is the one that connected with me as well. But what I'll say is that going back to this, going into it, having listened to it a handful of times before, I, I always thought that production was underwhelming, and there was a certain. I felt like, a like distance, there was right. Yeah, I felt like there was yeah. a distance and and a, maybe a monotony to it, but. On this, these listens, I think this record is actually underrated. Yeah, the, even mm. though it's Crossbreaker? a pretty big record, Crossbreaker is my standout that's, that's track. The other, that's the other that's, really that's good track. Standout yes. track to Fuck me. Yeah, um, good lyrics said, on that one too. Really okay. good. I said, is this record somehow underrated? When it opens, and here's why I'll make the point, it does almost sound like integrity, which is weird because I don't really think Power Trip and Integrity sound too much alike. No. But when I listen, because it does the, and Riley sounds like a better version of it. Dwid. Dwid 2.0. The first song has so much that I like. It's thrash metal, but it has like that hardcore backbone. 
Um, and I thought that there was very little off the pedal. It was just going. Um, but when they did stop and slow it down, it aired it out just enough before they came back and hit you. Yeah. Um, it has a very classic feel, and especially if you're doing thrash metal. I and mean, I think we've talked about this with the kind of sound. Yeah. It's like clearly has a, this was the peak of the genre's time, 84 to 88. And, right, right. But it feels like the, that. But the vocals are produced that way. But it doesn't the, feel dated No, me, not at all. Which no, is weird. I, so th- that's actually why. And it's I, a huge ask for this kind of yeah. a thing. Huge ask. And with the bands that deliver, out they go to the next level. They yes. outshine. Yes. And, and that's what Power Trip has done. Right. And if you, this is no diss to anybody playing a very classic style of thrash. Yes. But that is like playing uh, classic emo core. It's like playing classic youth crew. Yep. It's self-limiting in the respect that your audience is always going to be your audience. Nothing wrong with it per se. You're going to, to do anything to get any attention outside of that core demographic. You're going to go have to go so above and beyond with limitations in your creative breath. Yeah. That your right. depth is going to have to be fucking incredible. Right, right. I mean, I mean, having seen them a ton on this record, they were doing quite well. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it wasn't like, oh, like this is cute. They playing. For, I mean, they were selling out places. They were packing places. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Logic and fucking might have pushed them to a different place. Yeah, you know, like the fucking Execution Attacks was the record that got them into yeah. 800 cap places level. that they're yep. selling out yep. two nights in a row. But this record, I mean, I remember seeing them at like the Acheron and stuff, and like, mm-hmm. dude, those shows were like a. Fu- they were trying. You ever watch that obituary video that's like famous from like '91 that they played mm-hmm. on like MTV? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it looked like. People just like diving wherever the fuck they could land. It was just like chaos. That made obituary look cool to me when I don't like obituary that obituary. Fucking. Rules, I know everybody man. says that, but like that's dude, like a no, thing. I, that's a fake hardcore thing. All hardcore kids are like, bro, obituary, and then yeah. you watch bands cover obituary, and nobody gives a fuck, right? Um, but you know, I I I love I fuck with obituary, but anyway, yeah. yeah. No, I thought this record is is pretty fantastic. It's obviously not not mere logic, right? But I mean, this is you know six years ago. I don't. I mean. No. The younger people. I'm oh time, my like, god! When it, I mean, when it comes to the actual vote, I'm going to take it on its own yeah. merits. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Sure. I think it's an impressive record. Like I said, I don't know how. I do encourage if you have this on the background, you might lose it. But give it a headphone listen. listen, like yeah. an active listen, yeah. because I was really impressed with everything I heard. Uh, Riley's a superior vocalist and lyricist. Mm-hmm. Um, does really cool stuff, and just I thought this was a great display of it. They're a band who. When you put these this record with Nightmare Logic, and then you get come kind of some of those spattering mm-hmm. of earlier songs that were hits, and like they have a pretty impressive discography right now. That's like an impressive band. Best punk metal band, best metal band made of punks, because those dudes aren't metal dudes. It's tough. They're they're an interest. You know what? To put it in that way, those are hardcore kids playing metal. They're but. they like um, it puts them in rare air. Like. There's some other metal punk records like Inepsy's pretty fucking good, but and like yeah. Iron Age is pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but these dudes might like I said I, I made that comparison. I said Iron Age is the Texas Chromax, Bitter End is the Texas Killing Time. S- Killing Time. Right. I got, I got to keep working for what Power Trip is because they have they're just they're just punishing. They might they might end up being the Texas Madball who also just you know is. Yeah, sonically way more than that because they're putting. Yeah. This was their set it off and demonstrating my style back and forth right here. Yeah, was was uh, manifest decimation and nightmare logic. Right. So great records. Um, up against hailing from New York, 
New coming, York, coming Long live, Island. Coming live from, from the seats of Shea Stadium. Yes. Backtrack, darker half. 2011, Reaper Records. Okay. Uh, I will have to abstain. This is my booking agent. No, okay. Uh, this, Jimmy V. This missed, Jimmy this missed me uh, at the time. Missed me Don't completely. give up. Don't ever give up, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> missed me completely. Uh, well, you weren't listening to a lot of hardcore in 2011? Whenever anybody 2011? says... 2011? 2011. Motherfucker. When, I remember this record release. Whenever anyone yeah. says, oh, it's got like a lot of no warning, etc., I just check out because... I uh, Do you remember when, when every... Oh, it's not every, just that. It, every true, band. But, but it's not every just... Every band was doing yeah, the no warning Yeah, it became thing. like a glut of like... Okay, like so, cruel hand snuck through for me, but like th- that's because I was, that was a personal relationship, right? You, know, and you didn't listen to Guns Up, no, 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 no. And like even like when I would interact with those dudes, it's like yeah, they're doing something cool that a lot of people enjoy that I just Don't it misses that. me, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. So like, uh, it's when people when this came out and people were putting it through that yeah. lens, mm-hmm. I just wasn't interested, you know. Uh, since then, I've seen them. I think they're really fucking good live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their their current incarnation is fantastic. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I really actually enjoyed the most recent record. I, th- I thought it was a very solid hardcore record. I think record. Bad to My World is their best record. Uh, close, their best uh, LP, I guess I should say. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is pretty goddamn close. Mm-hmm. That said, I think this one, uh, this, this one is overlong. And touches the same. It touches the same uh, monolith too many times. Like you know subject I mean? matter or sound wise. Sound wise. I think uh, we'll get to you last on this one. Oh, because uh, you might need to keep. My favorite song was "Life's Plan." I don't know. Just, just it was the one that stood out to me. Um, this goes to the modern hardcore thing because they're clearly New York hardcore. And when yes. I looked hard enough, I had to squint. I could see some killing time. I sure. see Madball all over it. Yeah. But I could see some killing time. I could see some other stuff. A little, not too much AF, but a little bit. But what I do see is that same modern hardcore sheen where it's like, is this post no warning? This is post terror. Yeah. Uh, I did make a comparison to Down and Nothing as well, but a lot of that's because Vitalo sounds like, like Dave. Wood. Yeah, sure. So I think that, and there is a little bit, but that's because of the modern hardcore thing. Yeah, right. Um, there is a sound, and we should try to define it at some point in a more modern classic um, hardcore. Is that what we're going with? No, this because isn't heavy in the but in there's the a little bit. Way. No, naysayer goes on the heavy spectrum of it. Right. You know what I mean? like but like a, DTN isn't heavy. Like, like no mosh. warning ill blood definitely yeah. has mosh, but like no warning ill blood, you can they're pretty upfront with their mad ball worship, and you hear hints of hints like like a the salt sprinkle of something like Chromags. I but think no warning sounds like there. everything and nothing at once. Yeah, like yeah, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. But I think they did that, mm-hmm. and then everyone else is like, I'm just gonna go this. Yeah, like yeah. like no warning if you if you sat down, you're like, you could literally parse out. There's probably 20 bands in their sound, mm-hmm. but oh. then everyone just. Took their sound. Well, yes. and, and didn't do. And the production became very. That sound was easy to replicate production wise, I think, yeah. which helps. <laughs> I just There's also a certain th- cleanliness to it, but the guitar still sound heavy. The bass. You can still yeah. ref. The low end is there, but it's not. It's not dank, if you <laughs> follow me. You know what I mean? But you hear what yeah, I mean. No, but Ill know? Blood definitely had, like. I mean, not to go. I could go as far as say, like. It created the modern hardcore mm-hmm. sound. Yeah, not like metalcore, but like no, no, no. strictly hardcore. The stuff that you would find on Reaper, the stuff that you'd uh, find on Bridge Nine. Created, a long time. They wrote the mm-hmm. the kind of outline for what it sounds like. Absolutely, and Dean, actual Dean should sounds. probably get credit with Absolutely. that too. I mean, he did Madball records. He did, you know. Yeah. Okay, so so 
correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Ill Blood came out 2002. Okay? Yes. Now, that's a little bit earlier than I thought, but that makes sense. Okay. So, uh, here's... I don't think this is a hot take. Uh, they took what a lot of people really enjoyed about Madball and made it hella youthful and confrontational in a way that appealed to like younger Not kids. Not scary. And, and what like, they and you got to realize these guys are coming too. from. I must be realistic. They're coming from. Yeah, we love Madball, but what we got into first is like Floor Punch. Okay. And we have a huge respect for early New York stuff, including Murphy's Law. If you listen to some of that stuff, you can hear hints of Murphy's Law breakdown. I mean, they used to cover Five for Your No, would they cover? They covered uh, Panty Raid. Panty Raid. I was, yeah. I have a good and they covered Five for Your Right to Party. But, yeah. Um, I have a good These are the dudes, the, no that. warning guys, credit for them. Those are dudes who, like, the last Floor Punch show, those dudes jumped on a bus from Toronto and rode whatever amount of 14 hours, 15 yeah. hours from Toronto on a bus to go to the show. Those dudes are lifers They're and hardcore, yeah. total students. And I think they built a blueprint that. A lot of bands who can go, we don't sound like No Warning. It's like, no, you don't. But what they did with Ill Blood, I think what you said is great. That's I, Nobody said that. It sounds like a lot of things, but nothing at the same time. They created a new template. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, hey, you know, this is the uh, standard accounting template that was used from 1974 to 1999. In 2000, Jim from <laughs> Gardenia invented right. a new template that made it easier. And everybody's been using that since. And right. people do their own little tweaks. Yeah. I think No Warning created that. I actually think we've recently passed the expiration date of that. Because I'm not hearing that many bands who have the 
what we dub modern hardcore sound no. as much. I think people are actually going back beyond it. So, sort of like that modern youth crew sound we talked yeah. about with re- reference to mindset. I think people are going back to a, some different production stuff. That. Yeah. But this record's right in the heat of that, you know? Yeah. Which makes sense. Which is wild. It's also nine years after. Fun fact. Yeah. Who was the first band that uh, Mr. Vitalo went out on tour with? Well, maybe not the very first, but the first band who he was like active roadie on big tours with. Guns up. Guns up. Was it? No mm-hmm. oh, shit. That was yeah. a guess. All right. So he came from that school. And there is New York. There's a good amount of bounce on this, but uh, yeah. there's bass breaks. I think this is the only record that we're talking about today that has like true skank parts. So, yeah. Um, what was my track? My favorite. Yeah. F- Life's Plan. I just thought, I, and I thought um, you can make out with what Vitalo's saying. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his voice. It's, a st- it's different from the usual for this kind of stuff, especially for a New York band. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Anything else on this one? No. Uh, th- so I'm clear. Because maybe I sound like I'm. Dis- am I clear? Ma- 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 am I clear? <laughs> ma- maybe I sound like I just don't like it. Uh, maybe I sound like I'm dissing people. Um, nothing Shots wrong- fired. Nothing wrong with this record. Nothing wrong at all. If I had, if I had to be super critical, it's 23 minutes, and there were times where I was like zoning a little bit. If you cut two tracks, and this was like a 15 minute record, it might have had more punch. Sure. And, but that could be said of 95% Literally of hardcore everything LP. we're talking mm-hmm. about today except for the uh, fucking foundation record. So it's eight years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. How young? How These dudes are what? Early time, 20s. 22? Yep. Right. Prompt. So I mean it's really fucking hard to kind of look at it with that lens because when I think about like the output that I, we had at, when I was 22, I'd mm-hmm. be like – I could have done that a little better. Yeah. Oh, sure. So interesting part is to think that some of the bands, we just the way these things laid out today, we're talking about a lot of these bands, Naysayer, Foundation, Backtrack. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked. I would love to know how many shows those three bands played together. Oh, we're sort of in this, uh, That was what I would call like Reaper Records era. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to talk about another one that existed so much in that pocket. Yes, we a lot. Are. All right, so let's make our picks. Uh, we're going. It. Oh, oh, did you not get to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, please. No, you'll go less because you oh, have yeah, the cape, yeah, but I didn't yeah. have the cape. Oh, you didn't. Have you the guys cape. are positive. Yeah, I'm was yeah. mostly positive. Overlong mostly, for me. Mostly positive. I mean, there was I mean, good 23, energy. Twenty-three minute record is overlong. It's pretty fucking uh, that's troubling. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit. That's a bit damning. I did say I thought listening to the Power Trip record, which is thirty-four minutes. Right and the backtrack record, I was more engaged with the power trip record. It's just more riffy and there's more it's stuff more riffy and there's on. more yeah. stuff going on. But like, I also like uh, the power trip record had a couple songs that were like over five minutes and I was in. Right. So it's hard. So, and it's hard to compare changes, those two. There's, like backtrack is very it's very hardcore, but it's hardcore in that Madball way. Like Madball doesn't have a ton of fast anymore. Yeah. It's got that like mid tempo yep. bounce, which yeah. is. Good. I mean, I'm all in for it. So yep. Sign me up. And I liked when I liked when Backtrack bounced out of that, and like they had a couple, like they have a, they couple, have a couple of bass breaks yeah. and different things, yeah. and like that was fun. Yeah, I think um, this is it, this was you know th- I feel like this was like their coming out party mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I really liked the, the Erase the Rat song on there. Oh yeah, Erase yep. the Rat. <laughs> uh, but I think um, the song Darker Half. Yeah, like. There's certain songs that have opening riffs that stu- that's that just like pop in your head, and that's one of them. And yeah. I think it's like an that's a it's not the first song on the record, but it's an awesome opening song. Mm. But I, I think it's a really it's a very very solid hardcore record, and I think um, 
I also think it, it might yeah. be understated how much this band meant to an entire generation of hardcore kids uh, up and down the East Coast, all over the country, Cali. but specifically Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Like, these dudes really put a group of people and a group of bands on the map, and you know, props on that. Okay, so yeah, there was crossover with an era that people don't like to talk about because the, one of the kids turned out to be a little whatever. But the the uh, there was a Midwest thing going on uh, simultaneous to this, or at least crossing over with mm-hmm. this at some point. Uh, and so you had bands that were important to the East Coast. I mean, and these were bands that toured everywhere, yeah. but people identified with in right. The, if they were the doing regions. a cal- uh, like a full U.S. Yep. Backtrack would headline the East Coast yep. band that shall not be named that yep. has been you know canceled and their name has expired. Yeah, um, they would be the mid Midwest headliners. Yep. Who would be the Cali headliners or the West Coast headliners? <sighs> Terror, I mean, clearly. Oh, yes. uh, Terror, but yes. Terror, take offense. That's okay. who it would be. So. But here's the thing, right? Is that some, a lot of our listeners probably age range is exactly when these bands were ushering kids into rooms and, yeah. and getting people excited. And so there's going to be people that no matter how objective they try to be on this listen, this is going to be a record that just has so much oh, good yeah. feeling for them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Fuck, this is what got me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, awesome. That's actually a really good point about the Midwest thing. Because whether we're going to talk about Expire or not, uh, there was, I think that Backtrack deserves a nod at what they did in terms of how hard they toured, in terms of the bands they would take out, yep. um, in terms of the bands they would support, and then what that in turn did for an entire region yep. and regions. Yeah, and I bet you they're like the go-to band, like how kids were, you know, loved No Warning, but were probably mm-hmm. aping Guns Up. Yes. yes. People 100%. loved, you know, were aping backtrack. Yes, yes. I, I would. I don't know the timelines, but like, I'm sure Ex- Expire yeah. might have been fucking metalcore kids that like heard a backtrack record and like mm. change your shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was some parallel, but it was the fact that backtrack saw bands from far away and nodded at them, and we're like, yeah, we'll take you on tour. Let's go on tour. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a yeah. cool move. You know, there's there's something to be said for the band who works hard, and you know, like. What's the worst? Uh, if the biggest aspersion that you can cast at Backtrack is that they are pro core, okay, cool. They just they spent their early twenties touring the world. Yeah, and yeah, you what have, did you do? You, you also you tend to get good at something and yeah. whatever. Which if you ten thousand hours, yeah, ten thousand hours. Ten thousand. No, they probably haven't played ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours is the longest time. That's we tried to do time. that the other day. Trying Remember to do that as that? a band. That That's like, 20,000 shows yeah. for a hardcore band. It's, it's a lot a, of fucking shows. Right. If you count yeah. the van time, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. factor that in. We should yeah, that yeah, in. that's true. Are you at 10,000? I hope not. No, I don't think so. All right, let's make our votes here. Power Trap, Manifest Decimation, Backtrack, Darker Half. I'll vote first. I'm going with Power Trip. Yeah, I see the merit in the Backtrack record, but the, the Power Trip record would win out for me on a listen. This is might be one of the top four hardest decisions of the entire Round one. Mm. Um, Do we need to make a pros and cons list? No. I, so I would probably go. Well, because they both. It, so my thought was like, well, I'd probably pick Power Trip because I know what's coming for Backtrack. Right. But I also know what's coming for Power Trip. Yep. So it makes it a little more difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I know like this is a very good Backtrack record. The newer one's better. Right. Yeah. It gun to my head. Is that a hot take or not? I don't think... Because we, we all agree on that. So there's three LPs. This is their first. Darker Half. Then it's 
I don't remember the second one. Hmm. I think that but, says a lot. Yeah. The third one's bad to my world. Um, it's not. It's. L- Can we pick up? A, what the hell's going on upstairs? Elephants. Um, here. Uh, let's see. I just had it up. Well, now we're at the level of silence where we got to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll just keep it moving, everybody. All right. We're all wicking at the same time. Uh, Lost in Life. Lost in Life. Lost That's in good Life record was too. Is it? It is. Because I've, I've, what I've been told is that Lost in Life is a good record, but that Darker Half's better, and that people are like, Bad to My World is better too. Right. It's funny. Which is I, tough because when you get to three LPs, it's no a lot of fucking records. And I they have the EP. A lot of people go back to their demo and true. deal with the devil too. So. Uh, if, you, if you just search Lost in Life, by the way, without backtrack, it sends you to a suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that they are, you know, an analog to Bitter End. Mm-hmm. In reality, Bitter End's newest record is probably their best record. But if you ask people, they'd go, go to your charge. Oh, or, not, no, or, or no, Climate uh, of Fear. Climate, that's climate of Fear, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or either of those, really. But, and I, you know. That's what they say. Climate of yeah, Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, probably have to go power trip, gun to my head. Okay. Okay. Make your own decisions, folks. Next up, Vane, Error Zone, 2018, Closed Casket Activities. Mm. Up against Misery, Absolute Light, 2016, released on Flat Spot Records. I feel like the Vane record might be the newest record on the entire, in the entire field. Oh, that could be. Candy, good to feel. Oh, okay. That, ha- that did come out after. Did it? Yeah. People but were voting for like, it before we did this poll <laughs> as it was coming out and people were voting for it. I want to know true. if it was members of Candy that voted no, for it. Weren't. No, okay. they were just people. They just knew. Yeah. Are these the only, maybe, they might be the only there 2018 might, records. Uh, Fiddlehead, Springtime and Blind. Got it. All right. And Turnstile, Time and Space also. Well, that, yeah, Jesus, maybe, that goes without saying, I guess. It, it's, you'd be surprised what didn't make it and that's what true does. Too. Yeah, like, no, that's true too. There's certain things that... Uh, the sense because it was so random you yeah. know like we talked about it Code Orange Forever almost didn't make it because it was getting vote split with I Am King it made it from the bubble and I have a feeling they're going to play spoiler as yeah, they go it. through here they're going to be butler yeah, yeah. <laughs> be butler alright so Vane butler Arizona University, not yeah, like bringing no, me food no no he's a big Brad Stevens guy so yeah, right, got, it's actually one of the few colleges I know actually yeah. it's Sienna <laughs> Butler yeah. and Bard, uh, yeah. and Bard. Yeah. Yeah. that's it um, Vane Arizona what you got so uh, I I wouldn't say I've been dismissive of this band. I just haven't been locked in yeah. in, in the way that a lot of this people have. This is an active have. listen thing, too. It is. Because in the background, it sounds like a car crash. Correct. So like, like, you're like, what the fuck is that? But like listening to it, you're like, there's a lot of cool shit going on in this. So I actually listened to this a couple weeks ago before yeah. this conversation came up. Because, because you had realized you hadn't been fair to it. I'd been really sleeping on it. Uh, I think that this is a good record that... Pulls more elements I don't like than virtually anything that I can speak positively about. <laughs> so, so okay. like such as uh, what elements don't I like? Uh, so this this takes kind of a a post Code Orange uh, sort of thing that like Code Orange does not seem to be rooted in some of the chaotic material that I grew up on, but but maybe was selective about that era, you know, because in the way that one could 15 years after. Absolutely. And so this, I was told that this was a screamo record that was just very heavy. And I don't think that's exactly accurate. Uh, unless screamo Man, has I've got such a good taste. Unless screamo has changed a great deal since the last basement show I went through. Uh, 
this has, no matter what anybody says, positive or negative, this has the influence of acts like Mudvayne. You know what I mean? That's not a diss. That's, it is what it is. I, I think you could also recognize some coal chamber in here if you wanted to do that. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if I'm going to go a different way. But okay, okay. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't know what they grew up on. Cause Cole chamber would, if these kids are like as young as aging think, them, that's, right, that's right, like, like 23, 24 years right. old. But man. here's the thing. 23 year olds think corn, corn is you two to 23 year olds, but I feel like corn <laughs> might be too old for fucking. No, but that's what I thought. That's why I'm saying that. I think it's corn is you too. Like you two is too old for us. Yeah. Right. So, but speak for yourself. <laughs> but, but, I'm an Irish guy from New York. We, I think we all would go to a U2 concert right now. I don't know if I would now. If it was free. For, for sure, sure, yeah. For sure. We're, oh, we're going to the I'll bars. go tomorrow. Yeah. Bono almost had me fired. So uh, he can go fuck himself. Well, he owes you one. So, so <laughs> he owes you three, hopefully. So <laughs> the uh, you, that's correct. Cold Chamber would definitely be older than this band might latch on to. Yeah. Uh, Mudvayne, uh, maybe not the. Does anyone latch on to Mudvayne? I think they become a meme. I I think that people under a certain age maybe have because this is not Dillinger Escape Plan. You know what I mean? This is not. That sort of chaos. And it's also not like, you know, like for me, this isn't dead guy. You know what I mean? This, no. I mean, it, dead guy is like youth of today compared to. Right. And I mean, quite honestly, like dead guy's not that crazy when you listen to this. So, so what are, the, what are the influences, right? Like, the oh, you, you know, should I drop? No, I don't want to. Uh, should I drop my thumb? Drop well, bomb. I was going right. to say maybe stuff like from a second story window or like any, the number 12 looks like you or any uh, of that. Here we go. Okay. My, my comments that would make me jog this was. Birds evolved from dinosaurs. Okay. Is this Sasscore evolved? Have we been missing the bit? Because we're going classic metalcore. We're talking about this stuff. I'm not hearing that. I'm hearing if you were into... And we've been hearing Screamo, too. We've been saying Screamo. But, like, think about all the Sasscore shit we talked about. Now, take out some of the um, pokiness, the, like jousting of like lyrical like cleverness mm-hmm. take out some of the uh take out some of the more some of the sass but not all of it but look at them and then add some heavy mm. and look at the structural parts of the songs think about how chaotic some of that stuff got because I can make parallels from the Blood Brothers to Mudvayne okay. or to Slipknot, and and the way like the way when I talk about Code Orange, I'm like I think they might look at certain stuff like industrial, and and yes. different things and pull elements from that for their songwriting. I think these guys might be looking back at some of the more some of the things that were screamo e, but also kind of more in that sass core vein, or then because it's 2018 when this record comes out, not 2010. These dudes might be looking back at certain things like like would it shock you if if these dudes liked Law Dispute when they were fifteen? Not remotely. Or touche or that kind right. of stuff. And then if you go, oh, then they got into some of the more roots of that. And also at the same time we're discovering some of the heavier metalcore stuff. The one part I don't hear is I don't hear a lot of traditional hardcore, but I would hear Sascore evolved into something like this. Wow. Uh, Sascore evolved. <laughs> Sascore evolved. Uh, that's the sequel. Um, yeah, <laughs> that could be. be you know what? Because think about some of the dancier elements. You got that breakbeat. You know, like there's things in yeah. this that go. Oh, it just removes some of the like 
and it's some of the pieces that we talked about with Sascore, like the there's a feminine strength or like yeah, or like a, you know, like, like sort of an underpinning of some type. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you take a little bit of that out, but but they're still kind of going for this more vibrant energy. So okay, so here's the question: Is this no disrespect to Vane? I'm just making comparisons no. that uh, whatever. Is this Sascore Code Orange or is this Meathead Touche? I don't hear a lot of Code Orange, which is crazy to say. I listen to this record with I Am King back to back. Unless you want to say that Forever is the influence. I don't hear that much. I don't hear it Because either. when you listen listen to I Am King, it's so dark. This record, not dark. I am Very cutting. Me. I'm saying it's more I, of a Meathead Touche than a... Yeah. Okay. Agree. Okay. I say, I say this is... have those like... Bam, 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 like, like weird like... They Even, have the, the 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 creepy note or whatever the fuck right. people call it, but I feel like the the vein stuff is way more like jagged and more like no that's a, that's accurate like, that's accurate like yeah. overwhelmingly just fucking pl- and heavy. so so I said okay people are making the comparison to converge okay but I think we're being lazy I think if lazy. we're making the comparison to Code Orange okay but I think we're being lazy I don't think it's a fair comparison to either side yeah. because they're such different animals. That if you want to say that, like, clearly, if someone likes Code Orange, they might like Vane. And clearly, if someone likes Vane, they might like Code Orange. Mm. But when even when you hear the stuff that Vane does that could go Code Orange-ish, it kind of goes the other way. Look. Like, so, the, so, the standout track to me is uh, the first track, Virus, yeah, yeah, Vibrance. Like, they do that. Yep. It, that could go dirgy oh. from that, but they go up-tempo on yeah, it, you uh, know? I mean, look. Yes, uh, you are absolutely right every time, but I'm going to take it in a different direction. Please. You think that every time there's an opportunity to do something Code Orange-ish, this band takes it to like either a more screamo or like a guitar, like a, a, a repeating staccato sort of thing that's like... Bah, 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 bah. Like, I, I, I hear that, but what I, what I hear is every time this band touches a code orange part it then does that so i think those code orange parts are there i just i just think now we'll we'll do the side by side after this uh i think i'm not hearing it i think i hear i can hear the comparisons between forever and this record on a one-to-one level because of is it some of the, the weird shit like the accoutrement? A no, bit. see, no, I, I think I think I think more in the uh, the transition and f- flow because this record, I was going, oh, maybe they're kind of pulling the same way that I, I've said, and you know, this is listener. I'm not the one writing it, so don't get that twisted. I'm not saying, oh, you know what, Code Orange did. I don't know that. I'm saying as purely a listener. Sure. When I listen to Forever, I get lost because I'm like, whoa, what what is the flow here? I'm not hearing it. However. If you go, oh, this is based on a different style of thing. You know, this is more industrial based. So these like severe breaks or electronic music, severe breaks are part of it. I can make comparisons of that to Vane, but I don't think they're coming from the same root origin. So so actually, Tom, I I think I'm in a different place. I think that where Vane differentiates itself quite well from Code Orange is the weird parts. I don't think the weird parts are similar. I think the heavy parts are similar. I think that when both of these bands, and both of these bands are very interesting in their approach to heavy, you know what I mean? Uh, Vane has this thing where, because maybe it's a little bit more screamo or whatever. Uh, vocals, uh, though. I mean, that's the difference. And the drumming. The vocals are different, sh- yeah. 
the drumming Drum- is chaotic. There's no, sure. there's no beat. Yeah. Both bands. That's true. They're both incredible I'll, drummers. I'll, like, I'll get, la- but very different type of drumming. Yeah, style, I mean, don't I get think, it twisted. Yeah. They're both fucking fantastic. But like the dude from Vane is just kind of like, oh, you don't just like settle in. No, no, no. There's no. Group. no, no that's true. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can fucking. Well, I don't yeah. think Vane does heavy in the same way. Like. When Code Orange goes heavy, mm-hmm. they go heavy. They go really heavy. It's true. Really heavy. I don't think Vane gets there. I th- I, th- I think they're more up tempo heavy. Even even at their heavier parts, it's it hits it, but it's framed in a different way. Up tempo heavy might so be the, might we, be the definition for this band. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's meathead touche. Meathead touche. touche. A more. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyway, can we tell Jeremy to go get like a mud vein tied to his hair, and they can do some. I, do some guest well, they're parts. playing California tonight, so maybe Jeremy will go. Oh shit! And with Thursday, with right? Thursday, yeah. which they they've definitely outlined as their favorite band. No shit. They were like, I can't believe we're touring with our favorite band. Interesting, right? And that makes sense to the the theoretical Sascore evolved. I mean, Thursday's a fucking basement screamo band that got good production. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. no different from the Assistant or whatever the fuck. It's a little, a little different, more sure. powerful okay, than the assistant, but no, but, because of the the production, I think a big it helped for sure. You know uh, what I mean? I should think this should this be an episode at some point? Is uh, records that we that one of the three of us has never I've never heard that Thursday. I've, I don't think Full I've collapse. listened. No, definitely no, not. Okay. So we'll do that at some point. Anyways. I think you might take it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right on the line of maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very it's okay. very maybe adjacent. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway. I want to just say that uh, on my m- more focused listen of this record, I think there's a lot of merit to this. I, I f- fully understand why its audience loves it. Yeah, <coughs> I tend to agree. And I think for me, first upon first listen, as soon as they hit that break beat, break beat I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. It, I it's like, a, fuck. This is well, like the most brilliant fucking production decision. It's I'm a, like, it's a get oh. in or get out moment. Yeah, but and it's what is it? Fifteen seconds. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, oh, yeah. Like this could go one way, but this like, oh, it went that way for a second. Agreed. I will listen to the rest of this because At, of that one part. It's it's probably the best sequencing decision that we see. in, yeah. in, uh, in this whole a compliment yeah. I can give to this. It's daring. Yeah, it's daring. And you're in or you're out. Yeah. And. I think you guys listened in a lot of the same way I did. We made a, a secret little playlist for ourselves to listen to these records in. And with with, and with uh, Final Four, reference. wink, wink, nod, nod, that no one will get unless you're a dork like me and Bob. Yeah. Did you get my other reference on it? Not at all. The Stacey Ogman or Patrick O'Brien? Nope. You remember who Stacey, you remember Stacey Ogman? I don't remember either of these characters. Okay, Patrick, Stacey Ogman is a uh, UNLV running rebel who went on to a successful-ish career as Played an Atlanta Hawks. Hawk. Yeah. Mm. Number um, two. His nickname also is similar to Patrick the Eel O'Brien. Okay. DC Comics character who is? Oh, Plastic Man. Yeah, sure. Plastic Man. Yeah. Oh, see, he missed he the entendre. I, I, mean, I got it because I knew who Stacey Ogman was. Stacey I don't know who the other guy was. <laughs> um, anyways, listening to this in a row, when it hit that, I was like, oh, this is so fresh. It feels yeah. so different. I was like, now for something completely different. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and it wasn't like a, oh, what the fuck are you guys doing? No. They, There's sometimes people, bands take like those left turns just for the sake of yeah, a left turn. Yeah, you feel like, go, all right, try hard. All right, hard. Yeah. I get what you're yeah. trying to do here because you're trying to be like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Right. This was like, oh, this is like, oh, this is going to be something new and different. And fresh. Yeah, I think that truly a really bold and clever sequence. 15 moment. seconds into a yeah, fucking great. record. The first LP is fucking ballsy I and awesome. I wonder how much that element of this has helped their kind of meteoric rise. Like, yeah. is the fact that it feels, um, even now it feels, it feels apart and different 
from what a lot of their contemporaries are doing in a lot of bands right now. Yeah. Like it just was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And and this isn't like let's let's call a spade a spade. This isn't my wheelhouse no. of a thing. No. But you can listen to this and go, oh, okay. This yeah. Cool. And it's like, yeah, totally fresh. It. And especially in the mix of these things, it it stands out in a way. And I don't I don't think I'm particularly offended by it at all. Like there's no you know, uh, I guess the most ardent traditionalist could be really mad about this record. Yeah. But you'd have to feel like you'd have to They'd feel. would be mad about 90% of the records. Yeah. Fucking lit you'd record, have to you be know? so possessive about hardcore in a weird way that I ask you to step back and go, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to go get the paper and read you, that for a while. Calm you'd down also and have to, You'd also have to be a person that doesn't acknowledge that the last 20 years of music happened. Like you'd have to pretend that kids didn't grow up on Rage Against the Machine and Mashuga. You know what I mean? Right, like, the Age of Quarrel was the last punk right. record. Right. Oh my God, I can't so. wait till we have this conversation, but well, yes. So, whatever. All right, next record is... is gent. Is that how you say it? Is it Gent? gent. It's gent? gent. No, it's Gent. Poor Mashuga. Poor Mashuga. Misery. Absolute Light. Misery with a Z. There's a hat right there. There is. Oh, is that your hat? Or is no, that, it's I mean, my girl's. It's a good hat. It is a good hat. We've established that his girl's got better taste than Pat. <laughs> Did you see her top ten list? I said it to you guys. Oh, yeah, I fantastic. Was like, I was like, then she then she threw it off for me because she said, "Oh, I realized this list is a fraud because it's missing four Earth Crisis records out of top ten. So that was I think that's when Pat hacked her account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you are you guys in that kind of relationship that you have the passwords? I say, give me your fo- no. I, you what, know what? When what she tries to, when she tries not. to look at my phone, I, so this is a woman I never cheated on. It, if when she tries to look at my phone, I throw it into a lake on principle. I don't play that game. I don't care how honest a person you are. If you're trying to look at my phone, I will break my phone with my, like, I will shatter it in front of you. Goodbye $700 because I'm not playing that game. How long until you have the shared Instagram account? Never. Those are mad embarrassing. You know what? It's a decision. I get it. The only time, the, the only time that that means that someone close to Pat in his life has a shared that someone he or no, you no, shared no. Facebook no. Oh, when it's no, like the, the first wild. names are like mushed together. It's like that's real wild. Pamelia Pat, like that's not a word. That's real wild. Um, Pamelia. I don't. Pamelia is where I was going to go, and I was like, that's raw. I don't know. I Pamelia Pamazel. <laughs> Pamelia, uh, you're breaking it, it my It really heart. rolls off the tongue. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not big on those because they seem not born of like... Uh, of not like, of trust. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Look at our shared interests. No, it's like... Yeah, uh, they seem boring. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Um, Hot take. Okay. Uh, Misery with a Z. Yo. Crazy thing. I really liked this. Me too. I, I really liked this. Me too. Different when it's not what I was expecting. So I was told this is Satanist turnstile. And <laughs> and that made me interested, but I never gave it a real shot. Uh, this is, to me, actually um, kind of uh, Southern California goth uh, TUI. That's what this is to me. Wow. Um, to me, it reminded me of a heavier crown of thorns. I heard Sub Zero immediately. I was like, yeah, "What?" I can hear that too. I was like, yeah. "What is the thing that I'm reaching for here?" Oh, Sub Zero. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but uh, yes, Crown of Thorns. T- but Tui and that, Tui that, is Crown of Thorns and Sub Zero. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, I think I say that you might get a hint of like California thrash, like suicidal. But I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's all kind of. The it's same like bucket. so baked into it. everything they do in California yeah. that no matter what, it always goes back to Beowulf. Well, and these yeah, and these guys are not the same, but they're a San Diego band. 
Are they? Yeah, okay. I think there might be some Chula Vista crossover. Yeah, but yeah okay. they're some same bucket that Take Offense comes from, which is a cool bucket because those yeah. dudes are people who have deep. They're students of the game, right? And these are two pretty divergent fans. Yeah, for being yeah. Uh, I so a thing that is a problem is that if you're going to do Crown of Thorns esque music, mm-hmm. you're going to be compared to TUI, whether or not that's your fucking yeah. point of reference, right? And it's mentally vexing. TUI has written some fucking really top tier songs. Yeah. And as we've discussed, but maybe not in enough detail, Justice is a very good lyricist. And yeah. if you are going to put yourself in that space with him, better write some shit. You have to offer something. Yeah. Now, that's where this record would have failed me, except where this, and I don't know these kids, I don't yeah. think. Where these dudes make up for it, they bring it. The deliver the vocal delivery is different than Justice, very much so, and makes up for the fact that it's not immediately sing alongable in the way that Justice's words are. I think they they also have a different production sensibility. For sure, I like the vocal production on this. It makes it it makes it different. Yeah, I think it makes it's mixed. uh, There's some there's some different effect on it, but it's also mixed down a little bit more than say. It justices on any TUI record. Yeah. Um, it also leans into more the like strange melodic underpinnings of something like Crown of Thorns or something. Yeah, that's why I heard. You know, yeah. it's and cool. the vocal production reminded me of Isaac too, because oh. they had like a weird sort of production on his voice on the EP. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, and I think it has a lot of a little like I heard some Dijon riffing on there. Oh yeah, I think that's a yep. Eh, but I I, re- I was happily surprised, and I think. That's the whole point of this goddamn thing. Yeah. Either to revisit records you haven't listened to in a long time or get new shit. And this and is new to me, and that's fucking great. I was waiting. I think they're, they did an EP before this that I love. Lyrically on that, I've heard that that's been dismissed. I, I To be honest, I've never paid much attention to, to the lyrics. lyrics yeah. But I thought it was really good. And I was looking forward to this record. I like pre-ordered it and all that. Um, I was not let down. I really like it. Um, I haven't gone back to it much. So when I revisited it on this list, I was like, oh. This is great. See, it, I wouldn't think this would be in your Oh, I love catch this record. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The EP before this uh, caught me because it's a little harder. It's, uh-huh. I mean, it's more. It's even more kind of that Crown of Thorns. But it's got the thrashy kind of crossover, right little just touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I said it almost has an older sound production, like, mm-hmm. but it's not afraid of modern flair. Fair. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, my favorite track was... Uh, the butcher into execution style, executioner okay. style. So, um, I was going for one record. kiss. Mm, that's a good, a good song. song, really good song. Yeah, and it, and that reminded that I think why it stood out to me as a Crown of Thorns thing, almost because Crown of Thorns has like those kind of like, for lack of a better term, scary dudes singing sappy songs. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it, that was like kind of like a love oh, song, a cool like one. a broken up like love song that you don't necessarily get with this style of music very often. So here's what I think. This is the hot take. I don't know if Crown of Thorns had the penetration at the time into like the Midwest, into or no. if it, right, no. exactly. I mean, they toured, but not right. And then TUI came, it came and came, they saw the conquered. Well, they did, and they really also put a lampshade on, mm-hmm. put a lamp on, on uh, spotlight, uh, yeah, uh, and said, Hey, this is one of our influences. Or people jumped out and said, Hey, you sound like Crown of Thorns. And then to you, I was like, Hell yeah, you know yeah, what like, I mean? We do that is part of the me. thing, yeah, yeah. mental vex, mentally vexed. Hello. And, and it got a lot of kids into a band that maybe was 
Might have been regional and European in a lot of ways, whatever, right? Maybe. So I think Europe loved it from, loved it. you know, I mean, I for years. I don't know what they would do. Otherwise. I think it was, I think it was pretty Northeastern, uh, and, and by Northeastern, I mean New York, New, York, New Jersey. Yeah. Right. And I, I, they were a band I skipped because I didn't know what they sounded like. And then years later, I listened to it, I was like, Oh, it's actually really interesting. This is cool. Yeah, it, would not, it was, it was not what I expected if they from the name you. or imagery or bands they played with. Mm-hmm. Now, here's love, the thing. Love I hope I hope Misery becomes big because I really enjoyed this. But if they break up tomorrow, uh, this will be a record. That so this I, is 20, 2024. This is going to be someone's training. I, I honestly think that this is going to be this is a record. I think people could go back to. Right. For sure. I think it's going to be unearthed. I said the other thing I said was that. Um, I appreciate their songwriting ability mm-hmm. a lot because yeah. there's songs that start where I'm like, oh, this part's losing me, but they're able to transition through multiple parts in a way that brings me back. The song, right. The Hard Goodbye, I actually was like, eh, I don't really like this more chugging part, but then it transitioned. And I was like, oh, that was a part of a song that I like that I was less enthralled with. But overall, I like the song very it doesn't much. Over, none of the stuff overstays its welcome. Uh, for me, and the reason that I made that uh, comment about the vocals and all that is because every time this started to lose me, he would do something particularly oh, weird or stand yeah, out yeah. vocally. And I said, Oh, you know what? <laughs> you, you pinched, you pinched my rear. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm now I'm awake again. Whoa. You, you got me. me. Yes. Got it. So misery, you've pinched our rear. Yep. Yes. So what's it going to be? Vain air. Oh, this is a tough one. This, this is really a low key tough one. This is okay. tough. And you know what we tell you yeah. as the voters, Go with your personal. Yeah. Um, damn. All right, I'm going to go with my personal. Vane is a bigger record, more popular. Uh, I, you know, it's certainly, I think if you said in five years right now, what do you think is going to be a record people look back on more? I probably would say Vane, but I'm going with Misery Absolute Light because I really like that record. Fascinating conversation that we, maybe we should have that we should caveat twenty times and say we're not dissing anybody. Mm-hmm. It it would be interesting five years from now to see if Vane was of the moment. Oh and, yeah, and, and and don't get me wrong, being of the moment, I've never held that experience. Looks lit to me, you know what I mean. So like, if you Holy are experiencing <laughs> that love, God bless. But like, if that's a thing that stays, or if it represents this time, how that band transitions into something else, if that's the case, wh- right. whatever it is, or yeah, like we we talked about on an episode before this, is this even their biggest record? I don't right. think it will. No, be, right? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. But if we're going by personal taste, so uh, we've talked about it. The one thing that I listen to that people are like, that's that's weird because that's fast. Uh, I love Burnt by the Sun, yeah. uh, and occasionally records will sneak in this vein record almost did on that fast chaotic stuff yep. but i am going on the train to listen to misery so yes. that's why i'm picking misery wow um if i had more time with this misery record mm. it would have been it may have won okay um but at this very moment as we speak in january of 2019 in the year of our lord <laughs> yes you are i probably have to go vain okay mm-hmm. But I think, you know, ask me again in 2020 or mm-hmm. this summer, mm-hmm. my my choice might change because this Misery record was a <laughs> sneaky, impressive, good record. Okay. And so people know these these matchups are literally as the crackers crumble. We yeah. didn't pick it. It's just how they laid out. Um, no, some of them I really wish we could change. I so know. I if we had changed them, it would stuff. be, yeah. But, but, you know, like if I had to guess, Vane's going to 
Myrtleize this misery record, but who knows? Yeah, you know, like it's it's going to be interesting. So next matchup. Yeah, I mean, there are some. There are like two records that go against each other. That we're like, can we disqualify them both? Yeah, yeah. and then there's two that are like, ah, yeah. man, like life's all about decisions. They're mm. not always easy. Wow. Here we go. Heavy. <laughs> Last two of this round. Okay. Nails abandon all life. 2013 Southern Lord Records. Fire and Ice, Not of This Earth, 2012, Reaper Records. Let's start with Nails. Tom first. Um, I, to me, this is my favorite Nails record. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I can't say I go home and listen to Nails a lot. No. It's, it's a hard listen. Yeah. Um, Bashing listen. Production-wise, music-wise, it's just like, fuck, man. Like This isn't something I put on for joy. Right. Live, it's fucking intense. But on a record, I don't know. This isn't something I necessarily go home and be like, you know, got to be in a real you put state. On, put on nails while you're doing the dishes. Yeah, it's like, like fucking wide open wound. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, yeah. just twirling around your house. Yeah, yeah I, I become like an 80s sitcom. I become yeah. Molly Ringwald. Just ah. put nails on. It's pretty great. Um, Someone please put uh, wide open wound on with a Molly Ringwald dancing Like montage. a dressing, like, a, like she's trying on outfit yeah, montage. Yeah. I yeah. want that, but wide open wound. <laughs> the scene with Kirsten Dunst from uh, uh, what's the the uh, get uh, bring it on bring it on where she's dancing and like jumping on the yeah. bed with with nails on with her head yeah on. like take out walking on sunshine yeah. from whatever movie <laughs> and then put nails on um, this is cool this is kind of like not necessarily in my lane mm-hmm. and I feel like nails is that band for a lot of a lot of people because yes. it's, it's of higher quality than a, a lot a of lot the of things. the things yeah. that like, are lane, in that world what, yeah. I mean everyone automatically goes back to entombed. As oh, like the no. lane. There's, okay. I think there's a whole the world of right. this kind of thing that I like. Foreign to us, right? Foreign to me, for sure, yeah. But I mean, I think like most hardcore kids that love nails probably listen to nothing else. Maybe All Pigs Must Die <laughs> is the only one that's in this realm that hardcore kids still fuck with. Right. And that's because it's hardcore dudes that have. Yeah, because it's come bigger. Right. Yeah. So, but let's say that uh, the things that this record nods to, let's say that there is Japanese stuff here going on, right? A little bit. Now, this is the hev- this, there's never been a Japanese record I've ever heard in my life that's as heavy as this record. No, is right? it too heavy? It's too heavy for the average listener, for sure. But at the same time, it, it wins people over. Oh, Everybody no, yeah. acknowledges that it's but is fucking it live. Like, is that why is people it, are into it? Oh, the live experience. Yeah. Here's why I think people are into it. So that band they got mentioned a couple episodes ago when we had Justin on. Uh, Human garbage, right? Human garbage. Yeah. Uh, now. I can listen to those demos on my headphones, and if I'm in the right state of mind, I will. But what I love about it is just how fucking aggressive it is. Mm-hmm. Nails is so aggressive that I'd say you could listen to it once and say, that was a great experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah. Then, eyes pinned open. Right, and then, <laughs> and then are you watching... Uh, I, are you are you watching Deliverance every weekend? No, maybe not. I was gonna. But, what's the movie with Jared Leto? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. That's, yeah, this yeah, is Requiem yeah. for a Dream. Are you oh, watching yeah. Requiem you watch for it a Dream? Once. Yes. You don't toss it on in the background when you're doing some Correct. homework. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. You can't. <laughs> Correct. So I think that Nails is an experiential band. You know, what I mean, whether that's live, whether that's on record, for me, I don't know what that is called in music terms. The the um, the, the vocal tag on the end of a song, uh, uh, is it tra- Tragedy does it on occasion, yeah. uh-huh. you hear crust bands do it on occasion, Todd does it, uh, uh, <laughs> and yeah. it is, 
when you can do, and actually, uh, Thomas does it on that uh, uh, the song that we both like on, on oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the final song. So this is just yelling always. the ending the song with the title, ending the song, and like a gruff voice. <laughs> Bend it all life. Yeah, yeah. Well, Whatever right. Fuck, you yeah, don't yeah. need to burn the books. So, 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 so <laughs> I want to raise them So, th- but when you can do that and give your listener chills, yep, you have won the experiential moment yes you know sure, what i mean sure. and and todd has done and shout out to the entire band that's uh, yeah you know, john glue and, uh, and taylor. taylor but the the uh uh those gentlemen do that on these records that and differentiates it yes otherwise it's just 20 minutes of pain exactly so yeah. like if your if your uh uh hair goes up on end when you listen to one of these songs, again, you might not revisit it all the time, yeah. but you, in your head, you're like, damn, I really yeah. fucking like that I can't even see that live. Yeah. So uh, this is not my favorite Nails material. Uh, what is your favorite Nails material? I like the white one. Whatever That's the, Obscene Humanity. I really like yeah. that one. Okay. Um, but uh, this is... Uh, that's, that's the Corps Patrick coming out for you. De- <laughs> well, don't, ah. they, don't they have a long song on that, on yeah. that record? I like that song. Okay. So at any rate... <laughs> So if you're going to punish yourself, go full. <laughs> yeah, go all in. Full you know? Monty. You got it. Um, but I, uh, I think that this does what all the Nails records do and what I presume the next one will do too, which is uh, it, it... Which prov- we're getting in 2019. Ooh. Beat you into submission. It, it provides that, exp- that ear experience. Is this their, their record? Is this their I, ca- classic I think the, ne- the next record was bigger. You Will Never Be One of Us. But I think this is what I called... I called this the peak... Nails peak hardcore record. Um, sure. This is their. I think when they move to "You Will Never Be One of Us," they they're moving into a metal. phase more metal. This record's got metal leanings. Um, Patrick said something interesting because he brought up the very first record, "Obscene Humanity," yeah. um, and then so it's obscene, <laughs> obscene <laughs> humanity, unsilent death, abandon all life. You'll never be one God of us. Damn. Yeah. Um, and the band's been a band since two thousand eight. Oh shit! Wow. Played Sound of Fury 2009, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, 2009, 2008, they started. Wow. Nails might not get enough credit for evolving because their sound really has. If you look at their sound from Obscene Humanity to Unsilent Death, it changes. From Unsilent Death to Abandoned All Life, it, it evolves. And from Abandoned All Life to You'll Never Be One of Us, it evolves again. Um, they are punishing as a listen. Yeah. Um, my standout track on this was. Oh, also, for for a band who all three of us at this table are agreeing is like, this is an experiential listen. It is a very difficult listen. 54,239 monthly listeners. <laughs> so if we said that on a daily basis, about 1,800 people are listening to Nails. People are a lot of people are a lot of people are experientially listening. Oh, yeah. the goddamn. Yeah. Um, my favorite track is In Exodus. Most people are going wide open wound. Just because of Mosh Martin. To me, yeah, absolutely. To me, I like Nails best when they're blazing fast. Yeah. I think Taylor's a superior drummer mm-hmm. who has an interesting fast beat. He has a really cool galloping beat. Yeah. yeah. And I love he when plays he shows open, it off. Doesn't he? Uh huh. Yeah. Spaghetti arms. Like he does left hand on the yep. hi hat, right hand on the snare. Like, he rarely like is he crossed. doesn't cross over. Oh yeah, we call that we correct. call it spaghetti, spaghetti arms because okay. you're both like this, you know, as opposed to very tight good in. Uh, 
Yeah, actually, that's a good point that he doesn't get enough credit as a drummer. No, 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 no. no, no, no. And he shows it off. I think he actually shows off a little bit on this record. When you listen to the drums on this, there's some cool shit going on. And I think he gets to show that off a lot in the transitions and in the faster parts. Um, you get both the blazing fast and the, the really slow. Guess yeah. the length of the record. 19 minutes. Mm. Uh, yeah, that sounds accurate. Isn't the last song longer? A little bit. Mm. Uh, so actually, I'll go under that. I'll go... Under Bob. I'll go 16. 17 minutes. Ah. Uh, so you win because you the difference, go. Yeah. yeah, but I went over, so you win. You were two minutes. He was one minute. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he went under. Yeah. So. Um, Price is right. Price style. is right, yeah. <laughs> is this Nail's Peak? You you per- personally prefer... Yeah, the, that, that's obscene. a preference. I, I like Unsilent Death a lot, and I think... What year is this? This is 2013. I think this is their peak as a hardcore band. I think their next record could be their metal peak. I'm actually super curious. I'm I'm really curious about how what that record sounds like. What I it mean, sounds like, how people, what lens people see it through. Yeah. There's a lot that's when that well, record comes out, we're going to have a yeah. lot to talk about. Yeah. A lot of media, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. so. It's going to be. I feel like this might. I, I mean, I don't know. We played, having seen them and played with them in 2013. Mm-hmm. It was like the the juice around this band was fucking palpable. Oh yeah, we played Metal Fest with them. They were the first like hardcore band on the main stage. Yeah, like the big stage, mm. dude. Oh yeah, it was like literally every everyone in that room, like in that fucking area, was watching this band. Well, it was could, a thing. Nails <clears throat> is a thing and was a thing then, and it it was. I think this is the first time Nails put out a record when they were a thing. That's a good way to put this. Because Unsilent Death came out on Six Feet Under Records. Right. Um, Obscene Humanity was a split self-release between Todd's label, uh, Street Cleaner, and Mm -hmm. Six Feet Under. If you want to go see Nails videos from 2010, they're playing to the same rooms as End of Year was. Yep. To the same lack of people End of Year was. Oh, yeah. I saw him in San Antonio play to five people. Your show did almost triple that. Yeah, it's killing so, it. Teens. <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Um, teens of people. And they treated it the same way they treat it now. They were going fucking ape shit. Yeah. Uh, major props. And there's a reason. Like, Nails was not an overnight success band. No. It, to be honest, of Todd people Jones. assume that. Of yeah. Todd's bands, they were probably the ones slow that took spoil, the longest. Slow spoil, maybe. That could be. Absolutely. And the Think about slowest. terror. Think about... It, Carry terror. On was a slow... Didn't slow, but when Todd joins, it, it got pretty quick. Did he join yeah. for Lifeless Plate? He was on the seven inch before that role with the punches. Okay, the okay. teamwork seven inch. But he wasn't they, on the, the line. Off. He wasn't on the Youngblood record. The line is drawn, right. which got him a little notice. But then like roll the with the punches yeah. helped them, and then from there it was made him national. Yeah, terror, bang. I mean, they were betrayed, bang. Yeah, I mean, betrayed like within a year was like headlining, th- like, headlining yeah. things very yeah. quickly, and then. Nails was a slow and I mean, he put a lot of effort into it. So Abandoned All Life, I think, is their peak um, in the hardcore world. You will never be one of us as big, but this record, 17 minutes. Yeah. Another thing, the tempo, when you compare this to other records from this time period, the records we've talked about, way faster. Way faster. Then it gets really slow and gets way heavier, way harder. Yeah. This is an extreme record. Yeah, and it hits the extremes more than any band in yeah. this entire... Which makes it feel there's that famous is it a is it an arc from comic strip but it's it's the famous like eyes pierced open and that's how I feel like sometimes when you're listening to nails oh yeah it's like Clockwork Orange yeah. it, it, it's it's a uh, uh, hyper vigilance record yes yeah I, I mean I you know we'll see I feel like the you'll never be one of us 
it's hard to say how big it was or could have been. It was like a weird time for the band, it seems like. Yeah. This is an outsider. I have no fucking yeah. idea about any of this shit. Let's be realistic. Let me give you one quick one. Yeah. You Will Never Be One of Us. 1.6 million streams. The song. Yep, the song. And the next biggest one is Wide Open Wound, which is only 899,000. Interesting. Only 899,000. Fucking but, but. But, I mean, um, that was a big song. It was a big rollout and stuff. But then they kind of like, they didn't seem to do all that much on that record. Right. Not like they they, they I, failed at doing stuff. They just didn't. Right. I think they played right? some big shows and then and they then played contracted. some big shows. They did they did a U.S. tour. Okay, did they? No, they, they did a West Coast and an East Coast, and played some big stuff in the middle and played some big festivals. Right, did some European stuff. Uh, but I think at Abandon All Life, they were a little more active That's, and were able yeah. to be because you know? they weren't at first. Right, wasn't that the point that this is going to be more of like it is my band, but I'm not like. Mm-hmm. doing this all the time like I'm never touring again and all this sort of stuff and then it was like well now I kind of have to because it's getting so well big. I mean like, he did I mean that was the thing is he did they did a full US tour on On Silent Death and those shows were not all big not to say they weren't yeah. all and then like they they toured more but he was very they were very cognizant of how much they did and like yeah. tried to do it right and like hey we have we have five weeks to tour this year let's figure it out and did it Right, and yeah. that was a slow build. I think on Silent Death is 2010 or 11. Right. And then that builds into this in 2013. And by the time this record came out, they were a thing. Yeah, well, yeah. And this record made them more of a thing. Yep. Right. Okay. The last record of today's round, Fire and Ice, Not of This Earth. Okay. The funny thing about this record... Mm. 2012. I don't know if you remember, mm. but the the podcast that begat this actual podcast mm-hmm. we talked about this record yeah do you remember what's the did, art what's the art it's the fucking painting of the universe remember we sat there we go yeah, we really like this paint oh yeah so we did death talk patrick and i mm-hmm. on behalf of death wish like yeah years six ago. years ago or something and we just talked about almar and what, what for like four hours <laughs> this is the progenitor that's why we talked so yep. long yeah we had to split up in two we just sat in my office and we went through the death wish Distribution list, yeah. right? <laughs> and we're like, yo, I'd probably this this album art is fucking awesome. We didn't listen to any of the songs, yep. But we were just like talking about like our feelings about this record just based on the art, and this was one of them. Yeah, and we loved the cover. Uh, and, really liked the cover, and yeah. then I don't know if we said it on that uh, podcast. I'll say it here. I had a really negative impression of this band uh, for the longest time because, to my eyes, and the band can correct me if I'm wrong. It felt like they were on every motherfucking tour. They played everything. And for a, for a non-fan like me, when I have to see you all the time, I become a hater. Got you it. know what I mean? So I was a bit of a hater on this act. Uh, but obviously time passes. And if you're not on every show, then I don't have those strong feelings anymore. Right. You know? right. uh, and I gave this a listen w- w- with, an, with an open ear. Uh, I still did not love this. You know what I mean? At all. Uh, but I will say that it had more of an interesting bounce than I recalled. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, it was, it differentiated itself from the pack at least a little bit in that respect. And is this post no warning? I mean, I know it is chronologically, oh, but um, do you think it's... Production wise, yes. Some of the sonically... I'm saying, I'm no. so, I, 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 would, I would file it under post no warning. Like, but my post no warning might be a broader umbrella. Is that lazy? 
I'm not I saying you're being lazy. No, like, I think it, it is easy? because I think the reference points for like structurally when I listen to some of these songs, I'm not hearing so much because I think I'm hearing more bounce. I'm not hearing them get to kind of the like some of the tempo stuff that is very indicative of it. But the production is spot on to like a modern hardcore yeah. production. You know, like I think, yeah, I think yeah. if this record had a more a rougher or more uh, angular weird production, it might hit what they wanted to go for with this record better. But Anyways, continue. Uh, that, that wraps me up, basically. I uh, I don't have a ton to say about this record, good or bad. I was... Nonplussed. Yeah, I guess I, you could call me pleasantly surprised because I used to be a, a object hater. Hater. You know For no I mean? reason. For no reason, except that I just... They're well, on every flyer. I'm going to say, so, say something. I know we got some Ensign listeners. Uh, Ensign was on too many. We have ma- people in Ensign listening. Uh, Ensign was Be on nice. too many. That's what was- he meant. Ensign listeners. Yeah. Be nice. Ensign was on too many shows when Can I was a kid. Text me now, bitch. Was- yeah. <laughs> Easy. Ensign played Albany too much in 1999. Please correct. It's en- Ensign, Hatebreed. I fell asleep. You played with Hatebreed. Uh, I'm confident you played with Hatebreed and Converge. Is that true? Big At- room. Big room in, in Brooklyn. North- we played Lemores. Oh, Lemores. Yes. Okay. Is you- that possible? I'm Maybe. fairly certain. We played yeah, Albany with Converge and Hatebreed. Not, but the, I Northern Lights. I fell asleep underneath Converge's merch table during Hatebreed because at that point in my life I had seen Hatebreed so many fucking times. Mm. So like it was there it's or possible. Birch Hill in New Jersey. Oh, maybe. No, oh, that that's da- that's Hill? that stands. That that's right. is that a big room? Yeah, yes. big room. That yeah. stands right. That, that right. is there. Uh, sorry for people yeah. at home that don't give a fuck about this. Is there kind Could of? Could all three of us have been there? I might have been there. Is there kind of a tiered? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It was Burchell. Yeah. It was Burchell. That was yeah. It was that's it was shattered realm. Somebody us converge Hatebreed. Yeah. Now for me to fall asleep during a fucking Hatebreed show yeah. means that. At that point, I had seen Hatebreed too much. So this goes for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, don't take too much offense, Ensign or Fire and Ice. All right, uh, Fire and Ice, let me preface. This band is ex-Iron Boots, who were my homies. I helped do Is that the uh, Warzone record. band? Yeah, sounded okay. a lot like Warzone. Yeah, like sounded um, like rabies, like from... Yeah, like the singer Rizzi. sounded yeah. just like... Rebo- He's the singer of this band. Um, same dude. Yeah. I didn't hear that. I know. Um, my, I actually musically really like this. Uh, talking to some a friend about it, they were like, "Oh, this is like a modern leeway." I can hear that a little bit, but I also not heard totally. that with misery too. A oh, totally, little. just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But it's so hard because leeway was, had such a specific sound, and what no I think sounds like, and I think what people miss is yeah. the like uh, some of those '80s, like some of the speed picking and like just man, the guitar sound with leeway. We talked about this, like, oh, guitars can be disposable. Guitars on Leeway are not AJ disposable. AJ DeVello and Michael Gibbons, not disposable. Not disposable, not replaceable, not comparable. And, like, totally. Right, and that's, I mean, thing. and no one can sing like Eddie. Yes. That's the real difference. I think what they were going for on this record was to create a really cool groove record um, that was still hardcore. And it's like if there was a band from New York in 1993 that was a hardcore band but had a lot of the groove elements. The production I do not like for this record at all. I think yeah. the vocals are on top right. and yeah. apart, so they're louder. Right. I think it's more apart than anything. Well, I think that's thing. why it's it sounds louder because it's like not mixed in. So it's not like I'm at nine, the band is at seven. It's kind of like I'm over here, yeah, you're yeah. over here. You could be the band could be louder, but if it's that kind of There's, parsed out, you can't fucking. Hear I think, it. and and to me, I hear that exactly. Yeah. And when it's apart, it can feel weird. I feel like this is a case where not only is it a part, but it also feels like it's jacked up a little it bit. It could be. It could be, um, yeah. There's this one song. So my standout track is the song Powerless. I, whatever reason, I, I like that song more than the rest. Um, 
it's where I felt like uh, Dave, the singer's cadence was the best. There's a song, and I can't remember which one it is, but he goes shred it or rip it, Groder, rip it, Groder, Groder being one of the guitar players. And when a vocalist says that, and then this guitar oh, player, a nice touch. yeah, it's great. But when, but the solo was mixed low. Yeah. So it was like, rip it, Groder. It's like Shy Ronnie from fucking Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and, and you know, you can hear him doing the damn thing. But like maybe a little louder. Or, right. You know, like they, he could have done another ad lib. This thing like, goes to 11, so let's turn it up past five. Um, <laughs> this record had a moment. Uh, people did kind of like this record. Like and I actually, a lot of merch. merch. And I, I, they're Gods and Devils uh, record, which I think there was two seven inches compiled grim and gods and devils or something like that uh is i like it better the vocals are really clean on this in a way that they're very clear you can understand what this guy's saying but i think it loses a lot of the personality whereas when you go to iron boots which is the band they did before this um i think it was like three quarters of the same or three fifths of the same band dudes um his vocals were gruffer not not like they were burly or anything, no. but he just had a little bit more attitude on it. And it could just be the case where something just fell flat and a bad combination of production, whatever. I enjoyed this record on my second listen to it. The first listen, I was like, oh, I just, I felt detached while I was listening to it. I wanted to like it. And I have, I have personal connection to these guys. Uh, at least two members of this band are people I would consider friends. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of... This record has maybe been forgotten a bit uh, with reason, but it didn't hit the spot. I don't think they hit exactly what they wanted with it. They didn't totally miss. The music's got some cool stuff going on, but it just didn't really scratch the itch for me. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go nice since you're friends with them. Um, music's fine. The music's cool. The music, actually the production of the music is actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I, the vocals are so flat and just kind of like... For, so now knowing like the the dude's history and stuff, you're even more like what I was expecting. Then it should have been way better. Mm-hmm. You've done this before. It's not your first time in a fucking studio. This is like his fifth or sixth. Yeah, it, I I think like the vocals, like as we were saying before, like in a hardcore band, as long as your vocalist and your drummer's pretty decent, you might be okay. I feel like the vocals were s- s- so lackluster to me, you know. And not everyone needs to be fucking you know amazing vocal like. I listen to, I mean, I like In My Eyes, for Christ's sake. Dude, it's not fucking Pavarotti. Um, but I just think, like, it fell so kind of flat, and it didn't really meet the energy of the music. No, you know, that's me, actually honestly. a cool com- comparison in a weird way, is In My Eyes. Vocally, I don't think anyone's saying that that dude was Pavarotti, or, you know. <laughs> or but he had, he had some personality. Mm. Like, I, I was talking about yeah. the AF thing where I was trying to I was roughly going let me listen to one voice and see where Roger was at vocally Um, and I was like oh I can't even make this comparison now because he has so much fucking personality right his His Swedish like that was like fucking personality shit he had so much personality and you don't feel that on this record no it's very like yeah uh, yeah, if this sounds like very less like hey I got some lyrics and it was just like talking it over. So this band may or may not try to be a band again with a different vocalist, from what I understand. Right. Okay. Um, For this, political reasons. <laughs> so the singer of this band had some 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 real issues, uh, some real shit, um, and he's not around anymore for good reason, you know. Right. And there is a part of me that 
wishes the best for him. I hope that whatever he was going through at the time, he has gotten past and realized the error of his ways mm -hmm. and is seeing things more clearly. Um, best wishes to the guy, regardless, because he's a guy I knew for a long time. Oh, yeah. That was always cool. But, yeah. but yeah, not his strongest performance. I don't think he would. I, I would tell him that to his face, too. I'd be so. curious, though, to hear this with a different singer. Yeah. I agree. Put the naysayer singer in there. Like, I wonder what Ooh. it would sound like or whatever. Like, I, I'm curious. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Uh, yeah. Weird, weird suggestion. Weird suggestion from me. I'd speed the, I'd speed too. this up by a third. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, put a new vocalist, speed it up by a third, see what happens. All right. Interesting. Uh, let's vote. Let's vote. Nails, Abandon All Life, or Fire and Ice. I'm going for the experience. Nails. I want to get punched in the face by Todd Jones' guitar. There Nails. you go. Nails. Okay. I mean, I was, yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, so, everybody, this has been another Mosh Madness. Yeah. Game's over. Squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> so, this is... Now, help me, because I'm bad at this. this Technical file. This is the second, second tier of round one. Se second second bracket. Yeah. Second bracket. Thank yeah, you. So, we'll, we'll be doing the third next, and then the fourth. After that one, we'll do the fifth. Oh, <laughs> and we'll make some decisions <laughs> that after goes. that. Okay. We'll go. yeah. All right, um, everybody. Thank you for joining us. As always, hope you got a lot out of this. And if you are not listening to these records, I implore you. Even the records that we maybe have something negative to say about, prove us wrong. Oh, you got to listen to these records. Yeah, because yo, you disagree with us all the time. Disagree with us on these records too. Yo, right? the, the, yo, this is a lot of work. There's some fucking like band from Denmark, industrial band, mm -hmm. who uses like a lot of uh, like fascist imagery, yeah. but are are adamantly anti-fascist bombers and, and their their motto but they say it in like the most broken english i like it think with your own brain and, and i like that and, yes and, think and, with your own brain axel so, grind think with your own brain there you go thanks everybody <laughs>